0: Before we start today's video, I want to let you guys know that Saturday, March 5th in Atlanta, Georgia, we're having our live show and social. Guys, you want to be there. You don't want to miss this amazing experience. So go to roommatesatl.eventbrite.com, link in the description below. We'll love to see you guys in Atlanta, and let's get back to today's video.
1: And I was just coming from a perspective of like, yo, fellas, quit bitching and complaining. And level yourself up You ain't gonna have these issues Yeah And then people were like Well it's easy for you to say <laughs> Yeah but I leveled myself up Yeah you know what I mean? like, put the work in I put the work in all my life So it's not like Cause they were saying Oh well He's a natural What's that He always had money He's all the looks What
0: Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Hafiz. Chris, to start the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. As you guys can see, this ain't our studio. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, nah. This is this is this is right this here is for sure. Intergalactic mothership. Yes studio. Yes, know it. Man, how you feeling, Chris? I feel
2: good, man. You're always good to be
0: in LA. You know mm. the, 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 the the three Ws. I ain't got to say it, but we understand what's going on yes, around here in like, LA. <laughs> yes, sir. I am excited. Yes, about our newest roommate, because he's somebody who I've been following for quite a long time. And I'm so interested in all the levels <laughs> of this conversation. So please welcome to the show, the one and only Mike Rashid. Hey. What's going on, brother? Hey,
1: what's up? What's up? Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Man. How you feeling, man? Excellent, bro. Excellent. Life is good yeah i can yeah. feel that man i can feel that rate yeah. that radiant energy. <laughs> I, i'm always trying to like you know give off the good good energy the good vibes you know what i'm saying 100%. so i'm vibrating on a, a real good frequency right now so all right so
0: i i thought about something before before we introduce you mm? if you could describe yourself as one of these four elements whatever feels like you the most would you say it's fire would you say it's water would you say it's earth or would you say it's air? What do you feel like resonates with you the most? Man, I hate to say this, but
1: all four combined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like electricity. Because mm. electricity has all of those elements mm. combined. You know what I'm saying? It's all of the earth. It's all natural. It's all here. Just like everything in here is natural. Yeah. This is natural. People people, are so quick to be like, man made this, man made that. But man, we're natural. <laughs> you know that We're from the earth. Our human ingenuity can... You know, we we, we are the engineers of, you know, our environments, you know what I'm saying? So we can manipulate the elements like fire, water, earth, land. And, you know, and I feel like I'm so in touch and so grounded with everything Mm -hmm. that I feel a part of all of that. Have you
2: always been like that? Or did you, like, develop that? Did you learn that?
1: Um, It's hard to say because, you know, you asked the question now. I never thought about it before. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've always been the way – I've literally always been the way that I am. You know what I'm saying? Like – every stage of my life has been very similar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've been a, I'm a pretty consistent
0: person. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I, I would, I would have answered it differently, mm-hmm. but obviously you know yourself better than I do because I just met you. <laughs> well, what, what
1: would you say? For you? Yeah. Earth. Earth. Cause okay. I think
0: earth is a combination of all, all three of those okay. things. And to me, you, you don't, you seem as somebody, usually people that are air, are more free spirits. Mm. And, while I can see that, especially with the vibe here, mm-hmm. I see as more of a grounded person. Yeah. Um, people who are fire who are very passionate, you know, Boisterous, you know, out there people, and your tonality, you're chill, mm-hmm. but you're still a driven individual as well. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then people who are water, they're more passive, go with the flow person. Mm-hmm. But I know in you, and you don't like to be comfortable. You always like pushing it. You're not that either. So usually people are earth are, are, are healthy balance of all of those things, right. and um and so that that makes a lot of sense why you felt like you were all for those things. That's
1: a dope observation, bro. And I'm I gotta say, everything that you've described. Are legitimate solid elements of myself because mm-hmm. there are times that I, I just wanna I'm gonna follow you yeah you know what I'm saying like I I enjoy that sometimes mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um passion I'm super passionate sometimes I'm very boisterous I used to be that like that a lot more when I was younger mm-hmm. like I feel like men young men just fucking powerful mighty but reckless is not refined you know with age and experiences, we we, we gain more wisdom. Um, we know how to refine that power and harness that power. And I, that's what I've done. Because my power used to be reckless, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not anymore. So that's where that earth grounded, because yeah. I'm very grounded. For instance, um, I mean, I used to party when I was younger, right? But I hadn't partied or anything for years, right? Um, like 2020, was my first time having a drink in at least 10 years. Wow. At at least 10 years, right? Wow. Um, And then, like, but even still, I'm still, like, pretty much homebody, work, 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 work out, that kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, recently, like, my girl and I, we just start, you know, a few months ago, start partying here and there, go out, whatever. And we go hard and we have a ball, right? Mm. But I make sure that I'm up early in the morning at the gym. Just as, as an example for everybody at the house, you know what I'm saying, and for myself to not have too much fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. But the gym is fun for me, so yeah. you know. So I'm I'm grounded and I have to be. You know, I know what I mean.
0: It. So I was um, talking earlier, and I, and I and I was and one of the things I love about doing this show is that so many people um, who are on the show later on in life, I've been following them for so many years. Like you're somebody who I've been following seeing your content seeing your videos seeing your motivation for so many years when we'll go back to the emails in 2019 I may have not been <laughs> responded to but <laughs> but you know but so you're'm I'm, I'm excited about this conversation this this has been a long time coming for me it's a real honor and privilege people say that you know what I mean as pleasantries but I genuinely mean it let me tell you something on the other side yeah. what I see you
1: have told me that Earn your leisure has told me that. There's so many people that are popping now, uh, especially in the black space, that were fans of mine before they really got into what they're doing, mm-hmm. and I think that's so fucking dope. I yeah. love that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. I've been I've been doing this for a long time. I've been in you know in the public eye through social media for a long time, you know. So I love seeing cats that you know, man. Three years ago, two years. I tell people this all the time. I got, I have like four or five homeboys that I've met over the past two years that became millionaires over the past two years, Mm. two, three years, since 2020-ish, like really when COVID hit, you know what I'm saying? And I love that because I always – I got this thing where I say I make life my bitch. Mm. Like when I was incarcerated, I made jail my bitch. And what I mean by that is like I make it benefit me, you know Mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Where most people is like, man, this sucks, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, bro, you got to deal with whatever you're dealing with. So why pout? Like figure out a way to make it benefit you. So you know. So, so like like I said, I mean, I know so many people that over the past that I just met past two three years that just came up yeah. in a short period of time. I love that. That's you know what awesome.
2: I'm saying? Like, did they come up out of just like were they working for a long time? And then two years, it just kind of you know, ex bike. I happened? don't. I
1: don't know what they were working on before. Mm-hmm. Like some of these people, but. I mean, they, their path had to been a righteous path to get them yeah. to where they at. Mm-hmm. You know, cats like Wall Street Trapper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, him five hundred. You know, a lot of cats that, you know, they they seen a vulnerability in in in, in the market, right? And they readied it up for themselves. They seen a, a way, and it's it's usually black people because we think different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What like will stress some people out is like I'm used to I'm used to being broke, so. Yeah. I'm gonna make the best out of this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or you won't be as scared to to make a risky investment. Like if I lose it, fuck, it, I ain't have nothing before anyway. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. it's like it's a lot of that. I'm seeing a lot of um faces like mine, like yours coming up and I love that because before I never seen any. Mm. It was lonely. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Straight yeah. up. Yeah. So, um I love this. Yeah. And there's a lot of and I'm not I don't be on no, no racial things, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I recognize a lot of shit, and it's funny because there were people that used me at, with their ascension to get a look, mm-hmm. like with the U- early YouTube days, that they wanted to do collabs with the training or whatever. I'm like, yeah, for sure, come on, right? Cause I never looked at like, oh, I'm gonna collab with them so I can get, their people could see me, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I never even cared about that, right? But mm-hmm. it was a lot of people that did, got they, what they needed and then never heard from. Mm-hmm. So these people, like, it's funny because when 2020, when the George Floyd thing was going on, everybody was like, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. It was cool to be nice to black people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many people hit me up for podcast. Like, I'm cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm good. And big, big, big platforms. Nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, why now? Yeah. It's weird.
0: Nah. You know what I'm saying? All right. We we feel that 110%. So, I want to go backwards. Okay. And... I usually ask people to give me elevator pitch, but I feel as though there's so many so many pieces to Mike. I feel like the story will unfold better than elevator pitch. Okay, I want to know, Mike, sixteen. Were you in New York at this time? Excuse me, sixteen years old. Were you Were you in New York? Yeah, sixteen year old Mike, New York City. What are you like? What are you doing? Describe that guy to me.
1: Uh, gym rat. I was boxing already, like for about four years. Mm-hmm. Um, very high level confidence. I was weird. Because I was into science, as you can see. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a really good student. Always was like valid Victorian. Always head of my class. School was so easy for me. Um, It was weird. It was a paradox because I was one of the nerdy kids, right? Chess club. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Played piano, you know. But I, I was still with the cool kids too. You know what I'm saying? But I was a loner, you know. Ultimately, I was a loner. Like I didn't play team sports. So I didn't have the locker room mentality. Mm. I boxed, and that wasn't even at school; that was outside of the school. So everything I did was just different. You know what I'm saying? And I think that really, uh, boxing really—I don't know—my my my genesis and my mother, my my grandparents—all of that just made me different. You know what mm.
2: I'm
1: saying? Were um, you raised by my mother, my grandparents, and my father? Okay. okay. Later. Okay. What made you get
2: into boxing? At,
1: at the age of 12. I loved it, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my father, he was in college, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, but my grandfather loved boxing and I would watch boxing with him and I just loved it just as a kid, you know what I'm saying? And then my father got out, he sent me some boxing gloves, like one pair, and I would just take one and give it. Kids in the neighborhood, one, and we just box, just banging. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. ghetto kids. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, I loved it, man. And it's, and I loved it just out of pure. I thought, it, like watching Mike Tyson, watching the old Mah- my. My dad also sent me Muhammad Ali tapes, like mm. all his interviews, everything. And I'm just like, this man is incredible. Like mm. he, these were my idols, Mike Tyson, Pernell Whitaker, like all of the boxers back then. Um, so I just fell in love with these guys. They were like mentors or role models from afar because I did have that void without having my father around. But also, my mother, he was around, just not physically present. Um, So I had his influence. And uh, my mother's a very tough woman, strong, powerful, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of her energy is in me. Like Mm -hmm. when people see me as a beast, it's my mother, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Straight up. Because my father's smooth, intellectual type, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, boxing was just, it was fun. It was like, I want to do that. You know, little kids, like, I grew up in the era of He-Man, mm-hmm. like, tough cartoons. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Boltron, yeah. not, mm-hmm. not Hey Arnold. Yeah. Like, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, weird little autistic <laughs> yeah. kids. You know what, just, what, what is this? This is bizarre. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But, you know, I came up, you know, Silverhawks, like, that shit was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything. Mr. T, wrestling. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So,
0: what happens after high school?
1: Um, After high school, so, all right, boxing, oh, college, right? And...
0: uh, Where'd you go to school at?
1: At this point, I moved to Arizona for Arizona State. I went to community college first, then I went to Arizona State, and I loved it. I loved it to an extent. The community college was I liked better than the university Mm -hmm. because it was just chill, like... Mm -hmm. It was just learning. Yeah. It was pure education, right? But the university, it was just is a culture shock mm. because I come from a place that was I, I was only around blacks and Puerto Ricans, right? Mm-hmm. And the white, it was barely white people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So then I was around nothing but white people. Yeah. That's it, right? And so it was just different. Um, and people don't know like people don't know how it is to be black and there's no other blacks around. Yeah. yeah. And This was back in the day, like 2000, or whatever. And I remember like being on edge about like skinheads and shit like that. Yeah. And I'm on like, and I was a very confident, cocky dude. So I'm like, I'm looking for them. Like, yeah. what's up with these boots? Like, yeah. that? <laughs> they were the Doc Martens. Like, what's up? What's... Yeah. I would like step to them, like, oh, what's up with this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of weird. And then not having like, a certain level of discipline, like I didn't have to go to class. Nobody's mm-hmm. making me. Yeah. So I kinda like and um a friend of mine he said this about me. He said like, man, you you the smart dude in class that don't study. Like mm-hmm. won't you study? Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I could finesse through tests. You know what I'm saying? So I was just losing discipline with it was no it was nothing really there that made me want to be there. You know what I'm saying? So I just stopped going. I stopped going. Why'd you mm-hmm. go there in
2: the first place? Just out curiosity.
1: Uh
0: major university, and my father was out there. So I wanted to be closer to my father, too. Yo, Yo, what's good, everybody? We're going to take a quick pause from this week's amazing episode to talk to you guys about our amazing sponsors over at Skillshare. Guys, Skillshare is a real A1, day one from the roommates, and we absolutely love Skillshare because they are a unique online learning community where men and women can learn all types of creative and entrepreneurial skills. Man, so many men for the past years and the roommates have been learning, have been blossoming, have been transforming from Skillshare because not only do you get the first month free to test it out, but Skillshare has such a vast library of courses, of resources that you guys can be able to tap into today. Go to Skillshare.com slash roommates and take advantage of this opportunity. Guys, on the podcast, we meet so many amazing men and women who are so talented, but they didn't get their skills overnight. They had to master these things and Skillshare gives you all the resources that you can be able to master your best self and tap into your full potential. So, do not delay, get on Skillshare today. Go to Skillshare.com slash roommates, trust me, you'll thank us later and let's get back to this week's episode. I don't know how you feel about um, um, Phoenix Scottsdale, Mm. but to me that's America's hidden gem.
1: Okay. (laughs) explain let me me hear let me hear your perspective
0: from from a from a sheer fleshly perspective Mm. some of the most beautiful women I've ever met in my life really you haven't experienced that there
1: I've experienced attractive women (laughs) there have
0: you been to Miami
2: you gotta see now see now And, and,
0: and and let me clarify some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life who are some of the most grounded because when you have major cities like miami new York la obviously they're top tier obviously but they're like beachfront property you know what I mean
1: I don't know bro <laughs> I've, listen i've I, I was I lived in miami yeah. you know and i I loved Miami and I was dealing with some of the most beautiful women yeah and they would have a look that you would think Maybe like that But yeah. these were good women Cause you gotta think A lot of uh, um, Venezuela Right now is, is Is A lot of shit Going over there So um, Our borders are open To Venezuela Right And the quickest place They can get to Is South Florida So it's a, a Huge influx of People seeking asylum In Florida From Venezuela So Parent Family sending their daughters You know what I'm saying Yeah yeah And These these women are South American women Are beautiful Mm crazy and they're they're like humble chill dope women like from my experience i see what i've you, seen I the, see the other shit saying. too yeah, yeah, yeah. that's to be expected but that's in scottsdale too
0: no i guess that? i was i was shocked because and i'm curious your experience mm-hmm. because i was shocked to know that how open they were to black people uh, in scottsdale phoenix bro now come on let me tell you something go ahead <laughs> educate me have please. you traveled the world oh, you mean like internationally yeah um, slightly, not like like Nigeria, okay. Germany, okay, like small stuff. Okay, yeah. you've
1: been to Germany. Yeah. That's a European country. Yeah. How'd they treat you? Well, how old were you? Was it a long time no, ago? No, it was just last year. Okay. Yeah, how was it? It was okay. Bro, like, when I went to Germany, it was crazy. Yeah. When I, mm. when my experience with non-blacks is... Black men are like exotic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm afraid to go to. London. I, I, I know Australia. London. I know they waiting for me out there. Al- listen,
1: Germany was over the top. Yeah, he
2: said over the top.
1: Australia. Yeah, yeah. Listen, this is not. I'm not. I'm not proud of this story. Yeah. Here we go. I was dating a girl, right? And we just just started though. Yeah. And I, I had to deal with all my legal stuff, and I was good. Every beat the kid, everything I can travel. First trip was Australia. And I'm like, yep, going on Australia. She's like, oh, you didn't want me to go? I'm like, last minute, you know, I have my ticket for a while. So Next you know, time. I got yeah, you. Yeah. said, like, Well, I'll get my own ticket. I'm like, well, if you wanna go, like <laughs> if somebody say that, if you <laughs> yeah, wanna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't want you to go. Anyway, she made she came. Yeah. Make a long story short, that ended out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen, I, I ain't gonna lie, I was it was just crazy. Like yeah. the the they're so sweet yeah. and nice. And in, in the English, English-speaking English countries, it's just a lot easier to move around yeah. and deal with people. And it was just dope. Yeah. But listen, like, Scottsdale, it doesn't surprise Like, I live there, so you have your pick of the litter. But I feel like we are, we are like, highly sought after throughout the world, bro.
0: You, you see, what happened was mm-hmm. my experience was limited because I went to college in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And when I went to college in Alabama, and then when I was growing up in Atlanta, it was like... Especially in Alabama, let's just start in Alabama. My college experience in Alabama, North Carolina, you were looked down upon, and it was like straight up like, I don't mess with you guys. Right, I got mm-hmm. you. Um, and so to me, going to a place like Scottsdale where it's like you you wouldn't expect black people to be in Scottsdale, mm-hmm. and them to be that open, yeah. that was a part that was kind of like. A uh, culture shock to me because all the other places where it's predominantly white, besides L.A. and New York, mm-hmm. they were just not open to black people. So I that was kind of the culture yeah. shock for me. You
2: sound like that expectation reality? Our his <laughs> I mean,
0: expectation was very low of Scottsdale, and then his yeah, reality yeah, was here. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's the best place in the world. But back to Mike's story. Yeah. So so you, so you got bored with school. You you dropped out. Then what you do next? Um, I stopped boxing too,
1: and. You know, oh, I start, you know, working odd jobs, whatever, just whack jobs, dead-end jobs, quit, you know, like just get another one next week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Just just silly stuff that young men go through sometimes. And then I started hustling, like I had an uncle that would come to AZ from New York and just, you know, get work. Um, so I would help him out. You know what I'm saying? Just I ain't going to say what I was doing about mm-hmm. helping him out. Are
2: we talking like Power?
1: <laughs> Are we talking like... You know, I've never seen Power, bro. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's, hard, very it's entertainment. It's hard yeah, for yeah. me to sit down and get into a show. But I gotcha. think I watched... like I tried to watch one episode. I'm like, this is not... This is stupid. Well, you, yeah, you already know, man. It, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it was stupid. 50. It was like... It was like... It was like a black people show for white people. You know what I'm saying? Mm, it wasn't like her. the real... Like the wire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it yeah, wasn't yeah. like the real... But anyway... Um, so... I'm just observing his operation and I'm like, this is not hard what he's doing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So uh no no no. That was that that was a little later. I was uh, I met up with another I met another friend who's still a friend to this day and we was hustling. Mm-hmm. Like I was following his little stuff, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So going out of town, whatever, whatever, whatever. We never made big money, but we made cool money for our age, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get a little rental house, like, you know what I mean a uh, car, all of that stuff. So that was cool. But then, as time went on, then my uncle started coming back and forth. And then I started working with him, learning his operation. Then I just started doing it on my own. Because mm-hmm. I always, um, I used to rap, I used to do music, so I always go down to Atlanta, New York. So I had my connects, like all my people. So I was letting people know down south and in New York, like, yo, I got this.
0: How old were you at this time? 24. Okay.
1: 20, mm-hmm. I don't know, in my 20s. So I started doing that small-scale and just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And that was my really my first um, stab at entrepreneurship, you know. And I was very successful at it, and it went on for a long time. I was very under the radar, um, you know, and I was trying to do the right thing. And you know what I'm saying? I did good business. It's, it's, it's interesting because in the streets, I've, I found that there's more ethics – in the streets. Now, the streets. If things go bad, they go all the way back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've never been in a situation where it went all the way back, right? I've been in some close, but never. So, but in corporate America, in business, legal business, there's no ethics mm-hmm. because there's no. In the streets, you have the potential of like physical I mean, violence. The consequences you will know not greater. Yeah. In this world, is not so. Mm-hmm. People are very grimy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's interesting. So I always say that people in the streets have more ethics than legal. And it's funny because the shit in the streets that we were doing is now legal. Mm. It's now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's yeah. like who's really bad and who's good. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I was doing that. And then uh, and it was just getting like crazy. Like I was doing music and I was good and I had a lot of looks, right? But I was making a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? So I go to New York for meetings. With lawyers.
0: We're not counting pockets here, Mike. But yeah. I feel like you're in a different tax bracket as most people. What, yeah. what? Uh, estimate what's a lot of money? Just estimate. Not saying this is real. Put it like this:
1: like I could, like in a week, I could do, depending on how hard I wanted to push, I could make anywhere from twenty to a hundred grand in a week. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So. Yeah. The only thing is the bigger my packages were, it Mm. may take me longer to get my money back. Mm -hmm. That was my back then. My biggest thing was getting money back. Mm. Like is putting five in your your account, five in your account, like nine in your account, having so-and-so go out there, tape it to the body. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's stressful waiting Mm. for your money to get back. It's stressful. On the call, like waiting for your guy to be like, All right, I got it, mm. touchdown, right? Yeah. The next day. And then it's stressful getting your money back. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it was very stressful. So, yeah, it, it was it was good money back then.
2: Tax free money at that.
1: Hmm?
2: I said tax free money at that.
1: It was tax free. Right? <laughs> I, I paid taxes, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did, like, I had my little businesses and stuff oh, like that. This
2: brother <laughs> is a smart man right there, yeah. but
1: no, nah, I was trying to do everything. Yeah. And I never got in any trouble doing what I did. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, Fast forward, um, it's interesting. So, remember I was talking about how power, when you're young, is not necessarily refined. Mm. For some people. It wasn't for me. Refined to an extent. I, I will say this because I always had some kind of anchor on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I'd be out moving, moving, Grammy, and i think about my grandparents, like, mm. how they'd be disappointed at me and shit yeah. like that. So, I never went too far. You know what I'm saying? So... But I was out there, and I was a general. I had a whole army, right? But I was still on the front line. Like, city, hmm? what city was this? It was in, it was in Phoenix, like all okay, over Phoenix. Be, 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 be. So, like, but my, I'm a very like, anal- like rational person. I'm like, why? I never understood like a boss of an organization, and he got goons. Like, why they don't just kill him? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So my thing was like, I would always hop out and do shit. So they can see that I'm with it. You mm. know what I'm saying? And I would do more shit than them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like a, Alexander the Great. Yeah, I had to be the example, the yeah. ultimate. Like I am the prototype. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so that that was I was living at. Never got in trouble for anything. You know, but it's like life is fair. Generally speaking, there's always some weird situations that you can't explain. But I think life is fair, and what was fair was for me to get in a lot of trouble. So one day, fucking somebody broke into my crib. I'm coming home late from the club, and make a long story short, um, I had to defend. I did what I thought was necessary to defend my house, mm-hmm. and um, and I got in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, what so age was this? Now I'm like 28, 29, getting mm-hmm. close to 30. Yeah. So, and it's funny because around that time, I'm thinking like, when people say, "Oh, I'm a hustle. I'm gonna get in, and get this money, then I'm gonna get out," it's it's that's a fallacy. It's a mm-hmm. it's a cool thought, but it's it's hard. Especially like like me, I was like living a life, handling everything, still having some fun. And I would like do stupid shit like, all right, I could drop thirty grand on a bar and just own the bar for the night. You know what I'm saying? Everything on me. I know I can make that back in two, three days. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you ain't stacking money like that. Yeah, 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 You know what I'm saying? So um I would uh oh, so make one so short. So Bam, got in trouble. All right, fuck it, get out. Hire an attorney. Um, he's, you know, this is my first experience having to do this. I, you, I thought you paid them and then they go do the work. Yeah. But you paid them every time you talk to them. That that money go go down. Mm. I didn't know that. So then he's like, all right, yep. That we've excuse me, we've eaten that retainer. Excuse me, eaten that retainer up. So we need another twenty five grand. Mm. I'm like, what? Mm. So I'm like, damn. And I'm a, I I'm. I'm not trying to get out there and go as hard as I was. I was trying to be chill. I had somebody else doing doing stuff for me. So the money's getting cut, 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 cut. And they wasn't, you know, nobody can do your job like you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was like, it was like getting getting rough. And the prosecutors was going really hard on me. I'm like, yo, I have no priors. You know what I'm saying? Like what the fuck, mm-hmm. you know? And this is self, this should be self-defense. Yeah. So, but they wasn't hearing it. So. At one point, I'm like, fuck this, I'm gone. I, they had, I had an ankle bracelet on, I cut that shit, and I was out. Mm. Oh, I had, yeah, you a, real I had a plan, I had a whole plan. I'm just giving the the short. Of course. Yeah. So, and I think everything out, and that's the thing. Remember, I'm a nerd, yeah. Right? Yeah. so I did a lot of research before, and put it like this, I was, I was a fugitive for like seven years. Wow. When you started following me, yeah. I was a fugitive. Nobody knew. Wow. Yeah, yeah. In the States? Yeah. Wow. And they, they came and got me finally in 2014, um, and I was like, I was kind of relieved, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and I I was tired of lying to people, you know what I'm saying, I would have to walk people, I would never say anything specific, but like, you you know, you gotta kind of have to have a story about why are you here, like, what you, and I would just walk people where I wanted them to believe without really saying anything specific, and I was tired of that, man, nobody knew nothing, nobody, like, I had my core friends, but they wasn't really around me at that time, which which I didn't want them to get in trouble, but nobody really knew. All the new people I knew, nobody knew anything. Mm-hmm. So when I got arrested, everybody was like, what? Yeah. So, so, yeah, so make a long story short, um, I had to stay here for a while until uh, they extradited me out there, sat there for a while because the bond was crazy, and bonded out like a half-million-dollar bond, mm-hmm. and went to work and started fighting it. This time they gave me an ankle bracelet. It was metal. You ain't cutting that. Uh, and it was error. a GPS. So mm-hmm. you drive past an airport or a greyhound, they call you from the, br- the bracelet. Oh yeah, they technology Rude. caught up on oh, you. Yeah. Listen, listen, bro. Rude as fuck. Like, what the fuck are you doing by the Greyhound? I'm like, bro, like, chill out. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? It don't matter who you with, whatever. It's yeah. very embarrassing. You have to you have airport. to plug Come up on. the thing for like four hours a day. So you wow. gotta sit by the wall four hours plugging up the thing. It was like it was it was it was rough bro and then every time you walk it's digging into your skin it's reminding you like hey wow we got you you Damn. know what i'm saying but here's the thing i'm telling that for a specific reason
2: real quick before we continue with the conversation i have to shout out our sponsor for today's video Teach hangley listen fellas every single person that you have seen on the show that you aspire to be like that you want to level up and get to i'm telling you all these men have a skincare routine and they rock with Teach hanley the reason why we love Teach hanley because it's uncomplicated it's easy and it's simple each product has its own instruction and it tells you what to do all you have to do is follow along that's all you have to do and you will have a skin that will be bright that will glow that men will respect and women will also find attractive i'm telling you fellas the daily face wash cleans all the gunk that you going through the day completely wipe away also they have a am cream and they have a pm cream and this am cream protects you against harmful rays from the sun and the pm cream moisturizes your skin at night so you can have a fresh start during the day and i know some of you fellas that work out Y'all work out hard. I'm proud of y'all. And also the fellas that work outside, the labor workers, I salute to you all. This scrub here will really get all that dirt, sweat, and grime out so you can really make sure your skin is healthy and is clean. And also what I love about Teach Hanley is they also have body soap as well. And it's wintertime, fellas we have to take care of our lips they also have lip balm as well we cannot be trying to talk to people with cracked lips people are going to look at us sideways so we have to take care of our lips with this lip balm like i said teach hanley has got you covered It's easy it is simple and it is effective so fellas you must check them out and because teach hanley is sponsoring today's video they're offering my viewers a great deal just click the link in the description, and not only will you get Teach Hanley for the best possible price, but they will also give you a free gift with your first box. Click that link and get started today for only $30. You're welcome.
1: What I did, I didn't stop shooting my content. Nobody even knew I was dealing with it. Like, the people following me. I, started, I, kept, I just wore pants and boots, so you couldn't see it. I could show you videos where... I can show you how I concealed it Mm. for YouTube. I stayed positive, stayed promoting my products. I was living like nothing was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because, look, it's a chance that I I go away for 15 years, right? But it's also a chance that I I walk scot-free. 50-50 odds is not that bad. You know what I'm saying? So I proceeded with my life as if nothing was wrong, even though that there was something horrible looming over me. You Mm. know what I'm saying? I had a dark cloud. Um, so make a long story short, it took about a year of the adjudication process, but we beat it, you know what I'm saying? Wow. And that was, that was just fantastic, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, it was weird because I felt, I had this dark cloud over my head for seven years, right? And when the judge was like, Mr. King, we see that you're not a, the court see that you're not a criminal, get out of my courtroom. When I, when I walked in, left, and got in the elevator, I was by myself, and I was like, man, this is weird, like... I need my cloud. I was so used to that Mm -hmm. dark cloud. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like Stockholm Syndrome. You know what I'm saying? So, but it was gone. It was lifted. And I got to proceed with my life and continue doing good things. You know what I mean? See, that energy that I have now, I had back then. Yeah. But it was directed in things that were outside of the law. You know what I'm saying? Even though I didn't get in trouble for doing the things that I was doing, I got in trouble still for something. right? and that's because my energy wasn't good, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't living good. And I feel like when you know better, it's worse for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what
0: I'm saying? Man, I just got so many I got so many questions. When you were when you were a fugitive, could you call your mom? You know, I talked to one mother once in a blue.
1: Yeah. But, you know, I did the research and they all your known contacts in your family, they'll be around them for about a, a month. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it was. like. People were like, oh, yeah, cars over here. Yeah. So I just stayed away from everybody. I really wasn't in communication with my family like that at all. Once in the blue, sent a message through somebody. But then when social media started happening, I wasn't really trying to be on it like that. It just kind of happened. Yeah. They could see that I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. But my father, he said something interesting. Um, for a documentary we did uh, a couple years ago, he said that they asked him, were you worried? And this made me proud that he felt like this, but he was like, you know, of course you worry about your son, but one thing I know about him, he knows how to survive. Like, he's, mm. he's capable, he's good. So it felt good that he, knowing that he had that confidence in me.
2: Man. You I mean, know. shoot, did you have a lot of just you had to live off of cash for seven years basically? Nah, bro. Look, I did man, my oh, research. So you did your I did research. my
1: research. I did my research, bro. You
2: need to make a course. Nah. nah <laughs> I don't I don't
1: recommend that. You no, know I what I, saying? I'm what I did be no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be straight you, up. I'm gonna be straight up. Like, do not I have a friend that um he all motivated by me, right? And he he had a case that he was running from and he's like, bro, it worked out for you. I'm like, nah, bro, don't do that. You yeah. need to turn yourself in. You know what I'm saying, and and shout out to my my boy Thugger. He, he he in there right now. It ain't as bad as he thought it was gonna be. Mm. And he he a soldier. He a real he a real one. So, but I me being a real, man, I gotta give him real advice. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, do this, do that. Like nah, it ain't cool. So go get your affairs lined up. You know what I'm saying, and and go and turn yourself in. You know what I'm saying. So and he did that. I'll never tell somebody just go on a run. Fuck it. Yeah. It's every okay.
2: crime like documentary I watch, they always say that. They always like. I wish I would never went on a run. I'm
1: not saying that. About me. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Listen, listen, listen. Everything is every unique. Every situation is unique. If I would have just let them do it, I'd be in prison. You know mm, what I'm saying? Mm. Probably be getting out right now or about to get out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, nah. I'm not. I'm not gonna allow them to. Do dictate my life. Nobody, gotcha. right? Um, so, because I knew I didn't deserve what they were trying to give me. So, i like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? And listen, if, if it was worse, I would have really disappeared because I figured that out too. You know what I'm saying? I'm in plain sight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but it wasn't as bad. I, obviously, I didn't go to prison. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: So... Man, that is that is beyond impressive, man. Because we were talking uh, a couple of days ago, and you were telling me how you don't like to be comfortable, right? And you were telling me how you like to constantly push yourself. Mm-hmm. And to me, I, I've always I've always had this idea where this is this is all theory, all feelings, no facts. Right. But I I believe that like we have real superheroes among us, like real life superheroes. And when you see certain people who are successful, some of them got lucky. Some.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Family connection, this, that, and the third. Just right. things happen. But most of them, they're superheroes. They have superhero abilities mm-hmm. that other people just don't have. Right. And what I'm seeing from you is that, like, you – have you seen a movie called Watchmen? Watchmen. A while ago, but I don't I didn't pay attention watch to a it like movie, that. Watch the movie, watch him. Watch the movie, watch no. again. If you're a movie guy, mm. the main character, I don't want to ruin the movie, but is that when, Dr. Manhattan? No, Dr. Okay. Manhattan, he's the he's a blue guy who's super powerful. Okay. But yeah. the other guy is the genius. Okay. Yeah. I forgot his name, but he's a genius. I can't mm. remember his name either right now. But he's so smart, he's physically powerful, mm-hmm. which throws you off. Could mm-hmm. you think smart? Means that you're weak, but he's able to understand the human body and the human fibers and everything where he's super powerful and super smart. Yeah, and I see you as somebody who people think you're powerful, but you're actually the smart man who's able to use his intelligence to build the power Mm -hmm. versus these caricatures of like this 90 muscle bound guy who's just strong and tough man, but now you're a genius. Who happened to use his genius to build himself physically, but the real muscle Mm -hmm. that's a beast is up here.
1: Right. See, I understand the. Thank you for that compliment. Uh, That was dope. But I understand life, man. And life is simple. There is so many, just like a stereotype. Stereotypes are usually true. Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm not sensitive to that. They're usually true. And there's a lot of common notions that that's out there that are fucking true. And one that I hold dear to me is life is what you make it. Literally is. And I tell people all the time, life is easy, right? Because I know that if I do X, Y, Z, that A will happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So just like I tell people all the time, if you want to make a million dollars, it's no different than making a sandwich. What do you mean? What do? You, how do you make a sandwich? And they tell me, like, go to the kitchen, get the bread. Okay, it's steps. You do it and you have a sandwich desired outcome the same figure out the same steps to make a million dollars or whatever it is and with me bro like i've always i guess i grew up in an era where well first of all my mother's husband was like one of the biggest drug dealers in new york right so i I, I grew up around men that was like the man you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and my mother she gave me a lot of confidence because she treated me like a little prince like you see baby pictures of me i got on like a bracelet, and rings, and you know what I'm saying. Little vests, little yeah, double-breasted yeah. suits. You know double-breasted. Yeah, my mother, she really like adorned me with like with things and talked. She she gave me power with her words. I remember, I never forget. I'm playing Nintendo, Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. and it's this is move, this levitation move. It's like cheating, mm-hmm. so it don't look cool. It's like you stand, you you levitate, and the sword is like just beating all the ghosts, <laughs> and they can't get you. Yeah. And I'm like, mommy, you see that? And she was like well done, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I still remember that, bro. Mm. And that, that, and I knew that she thought it was corny, like this is weird, but she cared about me enough to, to give me those words and say it so smooth, like well done, son. Mm. And you know, my mother gave me a lot of confidence, bro. So um, I've always wanted to be like, and I was a loner. I was the only kid, you know what I'm saying? Um, I wasn't the biggest or the loudest, right? And New York is a very competitive place, Overcrowded, There's so many people. So you got to be special to get to the top or to get noticed, right? So I always, like, I wanted to be strong. So how many pull-ups can everybody do? I'm going to do more. Dang, I I did six today. I'm going to see if I could do seven tomorrow. Dang, six again.
0: Oh, now I do eight.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, that's always been my life for everything. So I'm primed at progressing. You know what I mean? Even to this day. So that's why I was telling you, like, I don't like being complacent and comfortable. Mm-hmm. I like I like the grind, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because I've been at it for so long with so many things, I'm good at it. Mm. Mm. So I like doing things I'm good at, you know what I mean? So I like to go after difficult tasks because it's brave to do that. I like to model myself after, like, brave warriors throughout history. Um, even fictitious, like in movies, like... Um, the Knights, like the Green Knight, I don't know if y'all seen that, or, you know, Leonidas from 300, yeah, or, yeah, you know Leonidas. what I'm saying, or Malcolm X, which, not fictitious, but he stood against all of the opposition, and was down for death, like Muhammad Ali, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are my heroes, you know what I'm saying, and I wish that I was as great as these men, mm. so on my little level, I'll be those guys in my little world, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I can see that in you man. Like like you got that 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 warrior. Yeah. You know, like that. Probably yeah, be like Achilles, bro. Like mm-hmm. honestly, my
1: thing bro is like I always wanted to be like like um like I got children. Like I wanted to be the the I'm proud of their dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. ultimate dad. My woman like I want her to be so blown away with me, like proud of me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't never letting this dude go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, my business partner, like, dang, this dude fucking... Man, we battle with adding value to our business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, like, Sean and I are equally yoked. Mm-hmm. I, I rarely find people like that that'll go hard, too. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, uh, I always just try to be that guy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, in my
0: world. You know what I'm saying? What's up. That makes a lot of sense. I think yeah. when, I first, when I met you, there was... Um, you have. You're you're the story. It's kind of like um. How can I describe this? When when you watch a lot of movies that have sequels where the main character is older, mm-hmm. like for example, like the simplest one, Lion King. Lion King one, Simba's young. Lion King two, he's a dad. Right. What happens is there's there's this there's this development where the the young warrior. Becomes the older king. Mm-hmm. And now it's not that he's not powerful, but I love what you said earlier because that power is controlled. Right. And so what I what I see when when I'm around you, I feel that energy. Because mm-hmm. when people are young, it's this is aggressive, this is violent, you know, just having right. to prove themselves yeah. to you, you. This is it's it's kind of it's refreshing, but mm-hmm. you see that, oh, this is this is raw energy. Right. But right. then there's a level where like, a man becomes a real king mm-hmm. where it's like the, the power is, is controlled. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that is important for a man's journey to be able to get to that point where you learn to control that power. And I'm curious to what would you say was that point in your life where that wild, raw energy and that wild, raw potential, you were like, oh, now I'm able to control the beast. Yeah,
1: bro, it's interesting you say that. Um, it was like bumping my head, right? Getting in trouble, you know? Like getting arrested for certain things. Then I'm in there like, man, fuck. Because when... I don't know if y'all have ever been arrested. I hope not, and I hope you never do. Amen. But it is not a place for humans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No. you treat treated worse than a dog. Sheesh. You know what I mean? And you're in there amongst people that everybody... I always th- th- think I'm a good person, right? But I'm in there with people that don't care about themselves. Mm. Like, you, I could tell you something crazy, so I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Of the things that I've seen in there. So, you know, me bumping my head in that that kind of uh, uh, situation, making mistakes, you know, I learned from. So that, like, my heroic journey has, has been ongoing, and it's still going now because I still have to – Check myself in certain situations, right, and listen, I know the type of person that I am and and I'm gonna be straight up with y'all i'm the type of person that I am is not conducive for a lot of people like me to be out in a society because it wouldn't be it'd be a, a world of, of rulers and dictators mm-hmm. because if I had the power to be a ruler, I would yeah, you know what I'm saying, and it'd be extreme power, and then my son would get it yeah and, yeah yeah, and even if I'm a righteous ruler. Maybe not my son, maybe my grandson. Mm-hmm. He might be corrupt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's not good. So um, so the type of person that I am, you know, is not ideal for society. And and people adore me with alpha male. And I'm like, okay, I can see that. But this is a world of beta males. And I'm that's not negative. It's just factual. Yeah. You know, an alpha male, when his in any animal, uh uh ecosystem, including humans, primates, you name it. When the alpha's social status is threatened, he responds with immediate violence, Mm -hmm. you know? We can't do that, you know? So, and what happened was, and this is really like a manifestation of, like, all the way to where we are now having a democracy. What happened was, like, our species became successful because, you know, the alphas started getting thwarted by the betas. The betas start figuring out, like, look, guys, it's forty of us. There's only one of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know what I'm saying? And that, and that is an effective strategy. And that may not be good for that one alpha, but it's good for the forty, the forty betas. You know what I'm saying? Just like we don't have a monarchy here. It's no kingdom. It's a democracy.
3: Yeah,
1: we spread the power around. That's how it should be. It's better like that, right? It's safer like that. I don't know if it's better or not, but it's safer. Mm-hmm is less like people are they so bent out of shape about politics out here. I'm like, y'all calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this the framework of this country is brilliant. Yeah. Even though it was built in racism and all of that, it was brilliant. Is it it, it it had enough headspace for there not to be legalized racism. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? For people to have equal rights, right? But the what I what I love about our framework is there's no absolute power with anybody. There's no yeah, kings checks here. And balances. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. System of checks and balances. Every term, half the country hate the president, half the country love him. I love that. That's how it should be. Mm. You know what mm. I'm saying? Because when it's not, we have Venezuela. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have corrupt places like that.
2: Yeah, you got corrupt you know I mean? people leading the country. It's,
1: it's, it's going to be bad. Exactly. You know, exactly. Man, you, know, know you
2: remind me of? Have you mm. seen Game of Thrones? No, I never watched it. You would love the character Tywin Lannister. You what, will, cause what's his he, name? Tywin Lannister. Okay. You would love him. Because he is the alpha of all alphas in Mm. in game of thrones Mm. he is the guy that brought his family the lannister family to rule all over the kingdoms in the world and he passed that down to his you know sons and Mm. on so on and so forth but he had to make deals with other kingdoms in order to you know control the power And he is the, to me, the top alpha male that I have seen fiction-wise. Right, And right. And I'm telling you, you have that same power. Better within. than
1: Leonidas? Better than Leonidas. Yeah? Okay. I I, I prom Because
2: the only thing about Leonidas is we haven't really seen him be a father.
0: Like, and we the, did to a certain extent. You seen, you seen. Wait, I, so my question to you, Chris, is he the best alpha male that fits what you like?
2: No, I promise you. Listen, I don't know how, Kevin Samuels always say, Tywin Lannister is the top one. Watch it. Just it, watch
1: is, it. Is Kev the the gold standard?
2: No, I'm not saying he's the gold standard. <laughs> I'm just I'm, curious. Right? I'm just yeah, letting you know that if when people think of alpha male, I, that's the most alpha
0: male I have seen. Mm. If, you, if y'all haven't but, watched but, but it, but my question is, what what's so what what makes him so much greater? He used Leonidas. What makes I'm just curious. What is yeah. one thing that makes him greater that much greater than Leonidas? One, because we actually
2: seen him be a father and discipline his kids in the way that. Is a alpha way you're supposed to discipline your kids.
1: but there's you see fathership, fatherhood yeah. from Leonidas in the beginning. Yeah, you you're see right. his father with him, and then him with his son. You're right, and I love that. You don't, you don't. The same no, no, about, I about. I
2: agree with that. But not, I'm just not saying. as much. The, only, the thing is like Game of Thrones, you, it's a whole it's a new long, world, yeah. and it's so long. So that's probably what it is. That's, okay. You get more so much story. more. Yeah, it's, more yeah, it's, a, it's this is okay. not a two hour movie. I got you. This is seven seasons of an hour of like twelve episodes. So okay. it's gonna take you a month or two to get through it. <laughs> right. Okay. And you you like watch it. We'll come back <laughs> and then we will see. All we will right. discuss things. You see, my I
0: I'm a I am ai actually disagree with what you just said. Mm. Because this is all... I've never said this publicly. Okay. This is all my personal opinion. Okay. I think the world is ruled best by kings. I think the world is ruled by kings. I think society doesn't allow, doesn't make kings legal. Mm-hmm. But I think the world is ruled by kings. I think the world is ruled best by kings. But I believe kingdoms and monarchies have the longest shelf life. Because the fundamental problem is as great as Mike Rashid is... Five generations from now, you really can't control that. Mm-hmm. And once you've and I've and 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 the only person that one of my favorite um, of history, um, historical figures of all time was Alexander the Great, mm-hmm. because his father Philip of Macedon was an amazing, exceptional king, and Alexander became even greater. Mm-hmm. But you rarely see; we don't even know Alexander's son's name, so mm-hmm. you rarely see three generations of that much greatness. So I agree with you that there's a concentration of power that over time one person who has all that power is gonna is gonna break down society. But I believe right. men like you need to rule society.
1: I think I I know this is sound cocky, but I agree. I yeah. think so too. And I couldn't do it alone. Yeah. My council will have to be legit. Yeah. You know, the the the, the Elons, the you know. Yeah. But my thing is what you just said. Mm-hmm. Three generations down, I have no control over that. You know what I'm saying? You see that in Game of Thrones, by the way. I'm I'm saying you get a lot. And and I had to think rationally like, yeah, I would want to rule absolutely, but I can't control. And I would. here's the thing, though. I'm going to say this as well. I don't know if I would be a righteous Mm -hmm. ruler. I don't know what that kind of power feels like. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would be like, you know what? They're annoying me off with his head. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, because I yeah. do have these, I do have extreme thoughts, like yeah. like when we talk about love and hate, right? I have extreme love, and I do have extreme hate, yeah. right? And there's people, there's people now that I know that I hate, Yeah. <laughs> that I wouldn't kill them, but if they were hanging off a cliff, <laughs> and I I would watch them, watch their fingers get weak and slide, slide off, and I would feel no way about it. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. imagine if I wouldn't get in trouble for that shit. yeah, You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, so I don't I don't think that a, an absolute ruler is good for society because I feel like a lot of listen, my way, you have listen, bro, I'm one of those guys, it's in my DNA. You know how many times I've sat somebody down and said, You got the audacity to this, yeah. like you really yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I used to box, bro, like when I was younger, like t- teenager, certain guys like that that I matched with, I, I look at them like, you really gonna you really trying to get in here with me? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like flabbergasted that you're not afraid. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't big or nothing like that, but I just, I just felt like you really think you can do anything with me. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm, I'm being honest with my, with my, with, yeah, with y'all yeah, about yeah, myself. Yeah. I know that I have some extremes. I'm yeah. on the spectrum of being a maybe a tyrant if I had that that ability. I don't know. I would like to think that I wouldn't. Yeah. But um. But you know, me being a good person is grounded in the fact that I have children. Yeah, I don't know how I'd be if I didn't have children. How I, many I children do you have? Anchors, three. Three. I don't know how it would be without those anchors. And, yeah, you know, I'm, right?
2: I'm leaning on you. I don't, I, I, one absolute ruler. I, I don't, I can't do it. I think it's a reason why, you know, the people that was in, you know, England fled to yeah. the Ghost Covered Americas because. Mm. You have to have checking balances because yeah. those second, third generation, you don't know who you're going to get. Right. And if somebody do have the absolute control, we've seen that, and we've seen chaos. Yeah. You know, So I think that you just got to have – you have to be able to be checked and be humbled. And, yeah, we can pick a leader, but that doesn't mean he has to be a ruler. Yeah, yeah they yeah.
1: don't have – Yeah, like presidents here, people get so bent out of shape about who's – I'm like, uh, yo, yeah. they ain't got no power, bro. Yeah, like, they yeah, not, it really don't have that power. Yeah, it's yeah. like – you see how frustrated Trump was like I can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I know, I know, bro. Yeah. You know
0: what I'm saying? Yeah, my 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 push if I was to create a system and structure is that it wouldn't be her- there would be no hereditary mon- uh, monarchies. So you can't okay. pass down your power to your child. I think uh I think my the reason why I was sharing that um to to Mike is because I just think that w- when I'm when I'm reading the Bible, and I'm reading First Kings, I'm reading Chronicles. Is a consistent theme that God's trying to show the people. And a consistent theme is good king, good things, bad king, bad things. Mm. God is the ultimate good king. Follow him, good things happen. The devil is the ultimate bad king. So it's, it's symbolic, but that's how humanity is set up. They're set up to need a leader, and they're set up to, if they're a good leader, they do good. Bad leader, they do bad. So I, I'm i I'm more of the... Of the empowering the good leaders cuz someone's going to lead mm-hmm. right yeah. um someone's going to lead and 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 we need to empower the good leaders and then but at the same time there has to be checks and balances because all good leaders are so men
2: yeah and you got to have you got to get rid of, you could have a good be a good leader and then become a bad leader oh yeah so you have to be able to have a system in place where you can get rid of the bad leader right. you can't just stay here because That's, you're that, just a leader
1: so like I feel like it's not important. Our country is huge, right? It's not important for us to have a leader, a Mm -hmm. ruler. It's important for us to be good rulers and leaders in our world. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, And to check, like what you said, from going corrupt, you friends with good people, strong people too. You know what I'm saying? That will, like, bro, you out of line, bro. Mm -hmm. I ain't cool with that shit. you You know what I'm saying? Like, me and my friends, that's how we are with each other. You know what I mean? So and it's like tough love yeah. like like bro you fucked up i ain't fucking up with you on this yeah i mean you, you got to so,
2: have that because even with even with churches you mm-hmm. know the pastors they had they board or directors that's over and like hey if you step out of line continuously you could not have your pastor leadership role no more right. yeah. you know what i mean so you have to have that check and balances because people May take a take advantage of the system, and that's how people get hurt. Right. So Spe- I got a question for you. Go
1: ahead. So we are talking about speaking of like leaders and like men, you know, growing into like, you know, prominence or power, or whatever. You uh, another person that speaks on things like that is Jordan Peterson, uh-huh. and you interviewed him. Yeah. And that, was, that was dope. Like Appreciate that was it, a man. good look. Yeah. So wh- who is he to you? Like what? What did you? What was the takeaway? And
0: how do you view him? So I have uh, Mount Rushmore of people. Um, and he's on he's on the list, and people don't realize a lot of my Mount Rushmore is symbolic to who I want to be. Okay. So I see things in people that I want to be, and people that I really like, even like yourself. They have they have these things about me, I mean, things that I value, and I and I'm drawn to them. Um. So the first thing is that I'm drawn to men. That powerful men revere. I think it's anybody can. What does revere mean? Respect, mm-hmm. admire in a healthy way. Because okay. you can be powerful and be feared, mm-hmm. but like maybe you seen in Game of Thrones, if you're a, if you're the powerful tyrant, you you sleep every night with one eye open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like somebody, uh, Jordan Peterson had this great point where he was talking about how he's there's no successful evil man. And then somebody was like, "What do you mean by that?" He's like, "There's plenty of people in society. Slave owners. They were successful. He was like, they were kings of hell. Mm-hmm. You know, they were the kings of hell, and they knew if they if they were caught in the wrong corner, their subordinates would kill them, mm-hmm. would murder them. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I, I love mafia movies and I love gang movies and, mm-hmm. and these movies because it shows you right. you can be the, you can be the king of hell, but the king of hell's always afraid." Of and it's always someone behind him yeah. who ends up hurting him. And so to me, I, I, I love the idea where powerful, competent men, and they revere you. I just have it. I, I love that. And what I got what I got from the interview is that there's some people who've lived life exceptionally, and so when they speak, it's like a divine I describe it as like a divine song. Like there's this divine. Understanding of life that they were able to tap into, like a superhero, mm. and so when they speak, they resonate with the masses. It's like a, it's like a great song, you know what I mean? It's like, honestly, it's like what Michael Jackson did. Mm. Michael Jackson was singing, singing some divine music. It wasn't earthly music. That's why everybody? He's angelic, he's, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I so agree. to me, I think there's this certain men who are able to do that, and then all these other men gravitate towards mm. them. And so to me, he's he's just somebody who. Who was able to tap into this divine message that was so simple, but mm. literally? Aw-
1: What's that message?
0: The message of personal responsibility, mm. and and it's the message of order to chaos. Yeah, because a lot of men live in chaos. They're they're powerful and they don't know how to control themselves. They 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 they're hurting and they don't know how to. To 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 seek validation, there's there's just not a lot of guidance today. A lot of men don't have fathers. They don't have these kings. Don't have these role models. They're just lost, Mm -hmm. and they want someone to tell them, "Here is the order to your chaos." And so, to me, um, that message is is so divine. It's it's a message that I believe in the old days. Mm -hmm. We your grandpa your father the villagers the customs the traditions of old was instilled in you to give you that and nowadays men don't have it so that that's what it really meant to me right okay i i i admire his intellect mm-hmm. and i do see what
1: you you mean about that soliloquy of of uh, intelligence of uh you know brilliance in his words right but for me personally, like, I admire the guy, his intellect. But it kind of stops there, right? Because I respect him, of course, but there are certain things that I say that people are, people say, oh, oh, you got that from Jordan Peterson. I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, this is a notion that I've always believed. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I didn't grow up, like, learning from people on the Internet. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. And, and I'm bringing this up because I got into it with uh, – I didn't get into it, but it was an interesting back and forth with – an associate that that that's his guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he said he sent a clip to me of Peterson talking about dangerous men. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. How that's good for society, like. But you know, you're not just being dangerous just to be dangerous, right? Yeah. You're doing it protect yourself, others, whatever. But you know, dangerous men are good people or, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, the guy sent that. So okay, I, I agree with that. I, I say that all the time, but I offended him by saying. But this guy is not that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, what's dangerous? I said, well, what he's talking about, and the context of him. I said, a person that has the capacity of, of great violence, mm-hmm. you know, that's what he's talking about, right? Yeah. I said, did you watch that whole t- talk? Mm-hmm. I said, you know, because I've read a couple of his books. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Like, yeah. you know, I- I'm there. But, um, but I, to me, the source matters, right? And he's in a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's an academia. He's mm-hmm. an intellectual. That's, that's his job. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's what, like, how Floyd Mayweather is a genius at boxing. Mm-hmm. That was his job. That's what he got paid to do. Yeah. He made a good living doing it. And you fall in love with, with that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And you become better than everybody else at that. Yeah. Right? But I seen something from him that a few times, like, I can look in somebody's soul and kind of get them. Mm-hmm. Because I've lived so many lives, like I've been so many different planes of life. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot that I didn't tell you, but like, part of my childhood, we were rich. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I had a bodyguard and a driver. You know what I'm saying? Because my mother's husband was so powerful and rich. You know, and then went from that to nothing, mm-hmm. like that for for like a candle. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. So, but enough about that. But I, I've you know, and I've been a, I've always been a very sensitive person, right? Just I feel everything. I, I'm in touch, and you know I've watched videos of him, and I seen like, and I'm not saying any of this in any disrespect because I really respect this guy,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but I seen so so much, and he he wouldn't like this, but fragility in him, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and I see it only when he's challenged by powerful people, right? I seen the low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Him in debates with women and just having his way with them, yeah. right? Very calm, you know? But I've seen him angry yeah. with men. With one in particular, Michael Eric Dyson, you know? Now, when we speak of that, like, brilliance of the tongue,
0: it's him, right? Like, it's so funny that you mentioned mm, this. Mm. I know exactly the interview that you talked about. Mm. I viewed it completely different because I was a huge Michael Eric Dyson fan until that moment tell me why to me one of the things that i never wanted to be i i'm actually really big into social justice and mm. um the the black the, the diaspora and and racial um, issues in america but i don't but what i've noticed was all black intellectuals from my personal experience were limited to race they bring them on tv they do race when i was wanting to be in ministry called the black pastor to talk about race. Mm -hmm. So to me, I never wanted to be a one trick pony. All they can talk about is race. Um, And so, but what I saw from that debate with Dr. Eric Dyson, he he became very one trick pony-ish in which then he made comments that to me in the debate, when you do these ad homilies, these personal attacks, I call him a mean old white man. It's just like in an intellectual debate. There's really no space for that. Um, In my personal opinion Okay
1: Let's get some flavor to that Some mm-hmm. flavor <laughs> So Black intellectuals Typically don't have the luxury Of Exploring On a big platform Issues outside of race A
0: hundred percent
1: And it's not because There's no outlets for that Which it really isn't But it's because Typically an intellectual Is deeply rooted in Ethics And like what's Right Right and they want to use their power, just like a rich person want to use their power to do something good. Mm-hmm. And they want to use their intellectual powers to benefit people that look like them, mm-hmm. because we're in such a deficit in this country. We have no leaders, right? Now, don't forget, every one of our leaders have gotten killed. Yep. Or you know, and I was telling somebody about this, uh, talking to some friends about this uh, last night at dinner. They said, "Why do these are white?" People talking, mm-hmm. why do white men hate black men so much? These are white people talking. And I didn't bring this up.
3: Mm.
1: So, this is what they hear amongst them, themselves and how they talk about us. Mm-hmm. And this is real. And I said, I don't know. I mean, you know, on the plantations, they would rape our wives in front of us. Like, that was the only thing we had mm-hmm. is love. And they would destroy, douse on that in front of us. They would castrate us, you know what I'm saying? Humiliate us, put our dicks in our mouths. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why that? And I said, they do it now. Well, like our last leader, they've killed all of our leaders, like for unjustly.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then our last one, they can't kill him because it would be very obvious. Mm-hmm. So they they castrated him by labeling him a racist and an anti-Semite. I'm talking about Louis Farrakhan, mm-hmm. right? I follow him my entire life. Yeah. When a Jewish friend of mine say, "Oh, he's a racist. He's an anti-Semite," I'm like, "He's not." And what they do is they bring up a quote completely out of context and say, what about this? How do you explain this? I said, do you think he just said this one thing? Mm-hmm. You don't care about any context. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's something that I can say, like, uh, I'm not a racist. Mm-hmm. And if the man was racist, i say he's racist, mm-hmm. right? Like, you see, I got Joe Rogan up on the wall over there. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. But he said some bullshit. Yeah. Like, you know, the the nigga thing it didn't bother me. But the Planet of the Eight thing, yeah. I'm like, that's problem problematic. Yeah. So I'll I'm not gonna give a pass to somebody just because I like them. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but I would love to hear some more. Like, why would you do that, bro? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I do accept the apology. So yeah. if someone's a racist or out of line, they out of line, yeah. black or white. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm I'm loyal to truth mm-hmm. and what's right before race, because race mm-hmm. is silly, it's arbitrary. Yeah. However, and I'm not one of those people that harp on race, like I think it's dope like that it's weird, but i i'm 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 flattered that I started out in a deficit and became a millionaire, you know yeah. what I'm saying so and do shit the way I want to do when I do interviews with white people I work gr- by grill and shit, you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. I'm really me yeah, you know yeah, what, I'm yeah. what i'm saying yeah so and and I, and I speak intelligently with intelligently with them, and you know I bash wits with- guys in academia too mm-hmm. so I'm not giving the minister a pass if it wasn't warranted. But the minister is a divine person, right? And he his message has always been about like what they say is conservative. Yeah. Don't date. Courtship marriage. Yeah. Eat properly. Exercise. Get some knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh entrepreneurship. No drugs. No alcohol. And he has no scandals Don't never been arrested. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? So you know, uh, I'm bringing that up because he was our last leader and they, they X that after the, the million man march, they wanted to embrace him.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. they were like, wow, this man has power, right? We wanted, they wanted him to do their types of press runs. He wanted to go to Africa. They said, fuck this guy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's been all downhill from then. We have no, we have no leaders. We have no champions speaking for us. Mm-hmm. So we have these micro champions like a Michael Eric Dyson or whomever. And it's annoying to white men. They don't want to hear what we've done before. Like I'm oh, tired of hearing that. And I understand that. Yeah. I get it. But let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Have a healthy, honest discussion so we can move past it. You know, it's weird that we live in a society to where. Look, Michael Eric Dyson went in on very hostile territory, but he's like, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> I'm used to this. Mm-hmm. And he had to be the the spokesperson for political correctness, which is now a bad term.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But do you want white people sitting around like, hey, nigga, give me that water over there. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. That's being politically correct.
3: Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I'm saying? But that's a dirty word. Yeah. Because white it's, it's inconveniencing a white
3: man. Yeah.
1: And wh- I'm not, listen, I have nothing against white men. Mm-hmm. But I do know that there's a tr- certain triggers. They're like, I can't even be a white, straight white male. I'm like, yeah. come on, bro. You're fucking the king of America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knock it off. It's not that bad for you. You yeah. know what yeah. I'm saying? So, and even Mr. Peterson's rise to prominence, to me, is very salacious. It wasn't about, I read that law. There was no law in Toronto mandating people to call people their gender pronouns. Mm-hmm. They were just giving that making those people a protected group mm-hmm. like gays or blacks or whatever you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that's it so i don't want to go i don't want to rise to prominence for that yeah listen i think it's weird that people feel like they're a different gender but i don't care yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me
3: yeah
1: i'll call you a sheep if you want it doesn't matter mm-hmm. it really doesn't bother me bro good. you know what i'm saying so but that is uh is weird to everybody right that's not trans right so it's a easy it's an easy talking point to for people to rally- rally around you yeah. you know think about how many people i'm sure you guys have seen this like twenty twenty very ugly political climate how many people just hopped on a political bandwagon talking about politics became very polarizing and their fucking popularity grew yeah, just negative fucking yeah. shit right yeah. even like black people i've seen it as like just talking anything against black people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sexy to white people like yeah. you know how many people sent me videos like oh he said this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He don't agree with that. I'm like, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know <what> <laughs> no, I think I think yeah, to me like so even with 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 all that you said the first thing was I didn't finish though. I
1: didn't get to oh, what he okay. said. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to get there. Okay. All right, so I watched the whole thing too. Yeah. And not know I watched the clips, mm-hmm. but I watched the whole thing like I have to keep it real and watch the whole thing. And I did I'm like, he was being mean, he's angry, he happens to be white, he didn't call him a cracker, mm-hmm. he didn't call him a devil, you know what i'm saying said, you're you're just a mean, angry white man, yeah at that point he was being he was very he was very disturbed. I'd never seen him rattled like that, yeah, very angry,
3: yeah,
1: um, I mean, it's like people would hold on to like him playing a race card, but the guy said, Well, I am mean and angry, but to call me white, I mean, yeah, but you're white, yeah and He's supposed to be the snowflake. He's supposed to be the politically correct guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's he's adhering to your rules of that's not really conducive to the conversation, yeah. right? And being you're just a white guy. Yeah. But he said, "I'm like I'm like a honorary Native American." It's like, all right, bro. Like mm-hmm. yeah. it's like this is Jordan Peterson saying this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. And when he was he was saying like this is what he's saying, just like what I just said, like how a lot of white guys and I got friends, bro, that's. Fucking rich, ballers, bosses, live in places where there's no mask mandate, no mm. COVID anything, right? Yeah. Mm. Very rural towns, small communities, no problem. But they're on social media, fucking pissed. I'm like, bro, it's not even affecting you.
2: That's wild. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's wild. And
1: you're good. So it's like, you're a mean, angry white man, but you're Jordan Peterson. Like, you're good. You're super good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, and he's not. Michael R. Dyson is not, and we're not collectively. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just because a couple of us here and there is popping, like, I still feel for my brothers and sisters. Right. I still feel for people who, I know it's going to take a long time for us to level out the playing field, yeah. but it's happening, and I feel good about that. Now, all I'm saying is this. He should have laughed at that. Mm-hmm. He got mad mad. Yeah. He got mad mad, and he said, he, said he, he acknowledged that he's angry and he's a mean person, but not that he's white, and I think that's so weird yeah. because... The political correct people are the snowflakes.
0: Yeah, I have to re I have to rewatch. It's been a long time, so I can't speak specifically on these. So I'll, I'll, I'll say three things, and then we can we can move on. But to me, it was an understanding of I know where both of them are coming from. and But do you, though? Uh-oh. Do you? Really? I don't think
1: I, any of us, can us know. really understand where Mr. Peterson is coming from.
0: Well, I... I equally don't understand how where Dr. Eric Dyson's coming from,
1: but he's coming from a place of representing people that look like you and I.
0: Here's here's where it gets crazy. Mm-hmm. This is turning into a whole different conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I love, real love it. I love it. I love this really? though. I don't want I don't want because to feel left out because I don't want to take us a whole different. De- <laughs> I view myself different than. Black Americans. I'm Nigerian American.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh Lord, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> now that's we're going fine. into this conversation. <laughs> no, that's
0: cool. I'm Nigerian American and, mm-hmm. and I've recently had a, a, a real realization with my family, with my father, you know. Um and one of the things is that nobody will equate an Ethiopian to a to a uh, Egyptian. No one will equate a person from Niger to a person from Eritrea. Mm-hmm. Nobody would create a South African to a person from Algeria. Mm-hmm. It's a continent extremely diverse, correct. We all understand that so black Americans to me is a different ethnic group,
1: but they're not though because black Americans are from Ghana and Nigeria
0: for the most part yeah it's just a few I'm, generations I, back the, the the black almost all black Americans the the most prompt, from what I was um reading. Most Black Americans are Nigerian, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. They are Nigerian in regards to their their past ancestry. Mm-hmm. The same way Ethiopians and Eritreans are were once one big old tribe, but they're different. Even in Nigeria, see, and and I hate to go here, but go for even in regards to understanding country, what mm-hmm. is a Nigerian? Who who established the borders of Nigeria? Who? The British okay in in Africa you're tribes you're not countries right, I got you so so when you see a lot of issues in Africa you have these different tribes and then some white individual or some European said no you guys are all one country get along so in Africa so in Nigeria you have houses you have Igbos you have Edos you have Yoruba people and so to me I know I'm not Hausa There might be Nigerian, but we're totally different people, different religions, different, different backgrounds, different way of life, different languages. So to me, I view I view the African diaspora not as united as black Americans view it because you don't go anywhere in Africa and and they view it like that. This is not how we viewed it.
1: But what about the bird eyes view, though? So I could come all the way back. Right. And listen. I'll stand there and fight with anybody getting stomped on. Mm -hmm. Gay, straight, red, yellow, white. Don't matter. right? I stand shoulder to shoulder with anybody getting oppressed. Mm -hmm. right? Now, whether we want to go with, deal with semantics and be like, well, I'm first generation, second generation, Nigerian or whatever. They look at you as a nigga if they want to look at you as a nigga. You know what I'm saying? They look at me and you as no different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, I agree. So, so, so when the threat comes, they're not like, "Wait, who's Nigerian?" 100. That's not that's not a thing, right? So, Black Americans leaders are speaking for all everybody. Like, here's the thing, bro. There was a time you ever heard the term Asiatic Asiatic mm-hmm. Black man? Mm-hmm. There was a time when, um, like, the the oppression and the violence that we dealt with was so crazy, right? Any fight against the white power structure was our fight like we, we felt aligned with mm-hmm. and J- japan just smashed belgium i think in a in a battle and that was like a win for us mm-hmm. this is for japan japan not uh, mm-hmm. not africa japan but any people of ethnicity where you know the white power structure were coming in colonizing their space we felt a connection with them. That's when the term Asiatic black it was like a Japan and blacks was kinda coming together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's not even a, a racial thing, bro. Yeah. It's racial because that's what we, we have these racial terms and that's how we describe people. Yeah. But it's it's more of like, yo, there's a group of people colonizing, coming into other people's places and creating borders. No and you yeah. know what I'm saying? And and you know how I hate How many black people in Africa speak French? Like, fuck that language. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that, that, you know, and I and I talked to my girl, my girl, she's she's Mexican. And I'm like, do you know like your people's language though? Yeah. It wasn't Spanish. Yeah. That's European. You Uh know what I'm saying? So it's like all of these beautiful cultures, right? Have been, y'all don't know any better. We got you. Take my name, do that, take my culture, all of that, right? And listen, and I'm not. This is not bashing white people. I fuck with white people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not about that. But I do like to. I feel like at some point we need to have a, just a honest. It's a inconveniencing conversation that blacks and whites need to have. Mm-hmm. But we got to have it because we we all equal. We all brothers and sisters regardless of race. Why we can't talk to each other critically? Yeah. Like we could talk to our brothers and sisters at home. You know what I'm saying? We gotta be able to have these conversations to have some level of understanding. Listen, bro, just yesterday, these white people were telling me, I don't know why white men hate black men. Yeah.
3: Mm. That
1: doesn't that's a real thing, bro. That's wild. Yeah. It's a real thing. Think about the porn industry.
2: Yeah.
1: If a woman sleeps with a does a scene with a black man, her rate goes all the way down.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a real thing. And like, let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? It could be not on camera. you, you feel me? My thing is just like this. Race is very arbitrary. It's not a scientific thing. Yeah. But it kind of is because people in certain climates look a certain way because of their environment. Yeah. They grew up together. Their cultures are similar. You know what I'm saying? They're mm-hmm. comfortable around each other. And it's an intelligent thing for people to stay amongst people that look like them. It's an intelligent thing 100, 400, 500 years ago. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But now we live in a very complex society in which that's not the thing anymore. You know what I'm saying? So uh, my children are biracial. You know what I'm saying? Triracial. All kind of mixes in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you ain't just black. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You would not even be considered my brother if we lived in South Africa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We would be different races. Yeah. This is how silly race is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I acknowledge that race is stupid. Yeah. But there are still things that exist. Think about what, what Joe Rogan just went through, right? Yeah. Do you think, really, that any black podcaster can say those things? Someone put together a silly compilation like they did with him, mm-hmm. and he still have his job? Absolutely not. Nick Cannon said one little thing about, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it is it is not fair yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There are problems. And I just want to... I'm just kicking back, mm-hmm. waiting for the right time to have those conversations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And And... I only bring that up because Mr. Peterson say a lot of. I've been tapped into him for a while. I'm like, oh, why did you say that? Yeah. You know, I did a whole look. I'm gonna I'm say this. I'm gonna shut up. Yeah. I wrote a whole thing about intelligence, right? Because mm-hmm. there's nine types of recognized intelligences, right? I got a whole things on my my side. Send you a link because he was going hard. Him and Sam Harris was going hard for one particular moment about intelligence. Amongst races in IQ test. they was using that as the the standard, mm-hmm. and so it made me like I was like, because they was letting be known that blacks or people of African descent don't test well on that, and Europeans do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my nigga, we don't even take those tests. Like, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know nobody took an IQ yeah, tests. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went and took one, and I took it slow in the beginning because I'm trying to like understand the because I I know how to do tests without studying. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I don't know nothing about an IQ tests. I just took it. So I started slow, and I got knocked on time in the beginning because you're there with a proxy. But I figured it out, and it's not hard, right? I'm like, this is not a measure of intelligence. Mm. If y'all think this is a measure of intelligence, it's not. This is a game y'all created.
2: Mm. You're good at it. We
1: don't really have access to it. We
2: don't know the game. And Mm
1: you're too smart to keep saying these things. It really hurt my feelings that he kept saying these things because I liked him so much, and I still do. I like Jordan Peterson. Just like he can say – he could say, like Joe Rogan said, he Planet of the Apes. Like I, I was, like I was in Africa. That it stings, it hurts, but yeah. I still love Joe Rogan. Yeah, and I still support him, and I will still go see him. And he he ain't coming off my wall. He's staying right there. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? So just because somebody say something stupid, I don't. It doesn't. Of course. You know.
0: No, and I think I think the what I, the reason why I was bringing up the Nigerian American point was that one. I don't. I think race when you really understand what race is. And the concept of race, you got to understand it as a Nigerian came to America and they called him black. That's really what it came from. This is what happened. A Nigerian man came to America as a slave and he said, no, you're not Nigerian. Sorry. A Hausa man came. A Yoruba man came. An Igbo man came. Say, you're not Yoruba. You're not Yoruba. You're ha- your Hausa, you are You are black. So to me, that's one of the reasons why... I try to say like I am I've recently embraced it. I am Nigerian American because I'm identifying specifically with the identity that my 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 father brought to America because my father was, was a Nigerian immigrant.
3: And
1: can I cut you off? Go ahead. Just interject, I don't want to cut you off, but I wish I had that. Yeah. I wish that I could say, oh, I'm from here. My, you know, when I, I got friends that's from Nigeria. A lot of friends, and it's so dope. Yeah. Just like my Mexican friends who get to celebrate their culture. And we don't have it, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't like, I wish I had that. Yeah. I'm being honest. Agreed. I wish. I have like the African shirts and all of that at home. But mm-hmm. I, like, I can't wear this. Yeah. I, don't, like, yeah. I don't know if I'm wearing some weird yeah. shit. You yeah. know what yeah. I'm saying? Really? But I think it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's dope. It's fly. I pull up like these African dances all the time and show people like, look how dope Yeah. Africa is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wish I had that, bro. Yeah. But you know we 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 just we were unfortunate
0: and that's and that's exactly. why I, I recently want to differentiate because same way a, a person in Ethiopia and a person in Nigeria have different experiences my experiences is different than black american's experience mm-hmm. i just i got to be i got to be 100% honest yeah, yeah, for sure. you know and so to me that's why i was saying with I doctor that too. With doctor when i was using the reference i'm not i'm not saying i'm not black um, in regards to racially, of course, I am an American. I experience all the the things that a black person would experience. But I gotta be hundred percent clear. I know what Doctor Eric Dyson's experiences and challenges, and and the people he's speaking to. That's not me. That's not my family. All the Nigerians in America. Our experience, we, though we have similarities, is very different for a variety of reasons. What's, what's the difference of Nigerians' experience in America versus? Black Americans. So, so the very first thing I would say is the difference is identity. Identity is everything. But but the point that I was bringing up is that like in the movie Roots, what ended up happening was that, you know, Kunta Kente had an identity that was given to him and he ripped it from him. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I think not having that identity really leads to a lot of trouble. So I think right. Nigerians, the main difference is they know who they are, they know who they come from. Right. They're, like respectfully, our uh, one of the major the, the name even the names, mm. like names in, in Af- and especially in, in Nigeria, especially depending on what tribe your names have meaning. Right. That's why you meet people in Nigerians who name like blessing and royalty Yo, and I kindness. It. I love it because they get names have identity yeah. and and that's one of the biggest things that is different. The identity was been ripped from there. From right. Them. So. I'm with you.
1: I'm following you. But see, here's the thing. Michael Eric Dyson, Minister Farrakhan, so many. And then our people has been just shut off, right? They're fighting for that identity. When Honorable uh, Elijah Muhammad, you know, when the, the rise of the Nation of Islam back when it it, it was a, a time when black men had no self-esteem. Mm-hmm. We were crushed. They said, look, y'all are gods, Stand up, black man, and raise your head. Mm-hmm. Drop that drop that slave name. That ain't your name. We don't know our name, just say X and go do some research and find a name and a, and a, and mm. a, you could do that legally. Just create get, give yourself a name. Look in Africa, whatever, right? So our this that's all I'm saying is like all of our champions are shot down. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not physically shot down. Like Dyson has been kind of like mums the word. Since mm-hmm. that that debate, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, and he he hurt the feelings of a white man, who's in the who's good, good, good. You know what I'm saying? And Michael Eric Dyson ain't. He's like, please tweet my book. Like, mm-hmm. he he he's humbling himself to that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I got too much pride for that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but but I'm not mad at him. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So it's like I and whatever is in his personal life, I don't know, but I don't care. I don't know it. I haven't even heard it, yeah. but. What's important is the macro. What's important is because none of us know. you I don't know my life, like what's going on in my house. I don't know your whatever. Mm-hmm. But shit, what what the fuck? Like, yeah. are we perfect? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but if somebody's out putting in work for the for the people, yeah. fuck it, man. Like, put let's put. I got. I'm gonna get that support. Yeah. But I I really see. I've read books from both of these guys, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, like, multiple. So I, I, I feel like I, I kind of know them a little bit, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I see weakness in one of these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it all You You see it. I mean, I'm not going to, like, talk about his shortcomings, Mr. Peterson, but it's very public, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And to me, that's weak because yeah. I'm a person who's dealt with a lot of a lot of trauma yeah. like a lot from a young age yeah. and but my trauma makes me strong yeah you know what I, I'm saying so, I think
0: personally sorry to cut you off Mike yeah. if I know somebody I don't like talking about them in a disparaging way without them being public same with you if somebody was talking right, right, about right. Mike or saying that. about Mike's past I hope I'm, I'm ju- not
1: being sounding disparaging I'm no, just no, being no, critical no, no. I'll just say in regards to like yeah. saying
0: I saw him to be weak I know if someone told me that about you I wouldn't I wouldn't want to continue that, that conversation
1: certain things yeah I'm a, I, yeah. I stand on. Mm-hmm. I think certain behaviors and certain actions are weak.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I have weaknesses myself. Mm-hmm. And if somebody points it out to me, I would appreciate that yeah. so I could try to ready myself up and tighten yeah. that up. That's all. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not saying, see, I speak very truthfully yeah. what I feel is the truth. If I'm wrong, I, I'm open to, to be corrected. Yeah. And when I say things, I'm not saying things to be disrespectful or disparaging. I preface it by saying I have a lot of respect for the guy. Mm-hmm. I've read several, uh, two of his books. Mm-hmm. I read one of his books that was out before anybody knew him, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I'm reading another one now, The, the Order and Chaos, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I respect the guy, and but, you know, there's certain things that I would like for leaders. I want them to be, I'm sorry, I want them to be the superheroes, Yeah. right? Like when I was young, like I would just go to different churches or whatever. And i always always been serious to an extent to where like I want that message, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I would be in church listening to the, to the, to the pastor's uh, sermon. I wanted to be a minister, too, at one point. And I'm listening to him. I'm like, and this sounds good, but but he's fat. Yeah. So I'm like, I remember hearing if, the seven, if, yeah. if the seven deadly sins is, is a tenants that you Damn. live that's by. Got a good point, man. There's one here that.
2: It's clear. You, it's clear. <laughs> you're not even trying to hide. It's yeah, 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 easy
1: yeah. to hide. Yeah, So yeah. I don't trust you on none of these other ones. So I, I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so you know. I have high standards from the the pillars of society. Mm-hmm. I do, like I have high standards from Joe Rogan. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. I expect better from him. But he did. I feel like he did the right thing. Yeah. He did the right thing. And I, I was at. It's interesting. I was at. I seen him live out here uh, a week before this came out. Two weeks before this came out. Right. I'm the only black dude there. It's wow. like, but it's cool. He's it was, it was rocking. He spoke of black people with so much respect. I don't think he's racist by any means. Mm-hmm. I fucks with Joe Rogan and he talked about the the compilation video. He knew he knew about it. He said, shit, I thought I was racist after watching it. Yeah. I would have thought I was racist myself, you know what I'm saying? It was horrible. And he made fun of everybody whatever, but he was he spoke of black people with the utmost respect, you know what I'm saying? And I fucks with I fucks with that with Joe. Yeah. There's other people I'm telling you like we'll talk later, but you know, I've watched so much of their content and read so much of their shit. I'm like that's weird. Yeah. What are you saying that for? You know what I'm saying? So my, my thing is like, you know, I have a lot of, I may not have my connection to Africa. I don't. But I have a lot of respect for myself. You know what I'm saying? I, I see myself. And blacks here, blacks y'all too, in, in Africa, I hold in a high regard because yeah. I'm like, look, damn, it's crazy. Y'all disconnected. Y'all took the umbilical cord and snapped it abruptly, brought us over here, spun us around, and said, go. Mm-hmm. And just like how they created those borders in Nigeria they we looked alike here, but didn't speak the same languages. Mm-hmm. we couldn't communicate right, so we in foreign land, getting treated like shit, and then we were taught that yo, this book say this is okay, mm-hmm. but when you die, just serve your master right, you will go to heaven, yeah, mm-hmm. and we live <clears throat> excuse me, we live with that hope like well fuck it will just keep boy hurry up. We gonna go to heaven Milk and honey You know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. And the most uneducated people Are the most religious people It's always been like that Right So we believe that shit That they told us You know what I'm saying And we worked our asses off To the bone You know what I'm saying So You know Yeah I'm gonna ride with People that's fighting for People that look like me You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying And it's not about I'm not I'm only here for truth For like What's right That's it Mm -hmm. And what's fair that's it. Mm-hmm. What's fair? We don't need fucking pay us for back. Nah, fuck all that shit. Let's just fix some of these systems. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we're very capable of creating wealth and value for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. United, everybody want to be in America. I think I know why. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We export culture to the world. Who export culture right here in this country? Us.
2: Yeah.
1: You feel me? Yeah. yeah.
2: No. It, I, I, I just want to make sure that everybody's listening and have something to take away from the conversation. I'm sitting in the middle between y'all going back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm lost, but I want to make sure that, you know, the the real important message I'm getting at, like, we got to continue to build each other up to be leaders. You know what I mean? And to be those examples, you know? So, because it breaks my heart when I'm listening to you saying, like, man, yeah, they have killed and silenced all our leaders. If you think about it, you can't name one that they let – it's hands off, exactly. Not mine. You know, but that doesn't mean that we should just stop. And just because the padon, no, 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 no. on the floor now, no, somebody no, no, got to pick no, no, it up, Mike.
1: Yeah, yeah, for you sure. You know what I
2: mean? So it's like if it if right now we may not have one person that be like, you know what, that's our leader, but yeah. we we all need to grab that baton together and you know and we got move the listen, bro, forward. we got and it's it's not like I don't be on my
1: channel like I don't really talk about social issues. Like once in a blue, I'm like, yo, this is kind of fucked up, y'all. Mm. And I and once one time I did a video about like how people were so quick to gravitate towards a political side. I'm like, y'all, they ain't here for none of us, yeah. neither side. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit like that. But there's like really egregious things that's happening that I, that I see with peers that are getting taken, deplatformed for trying to be truthful and honest, good people. And I'm yeah. like, this is fucked up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so it's like, uh, that shit is like, you know, but see, what I'm, like, what I'm doing on the back and like a lot of shit I'm doing, I'm working on my own uh, 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 networks, right? Like, even in the crypto NFT space, my own situation for come launch your shit here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And i can to launch my shit here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, like, in e-commerce, right? Social media for me is, it's an outlet of expression, but it's also a business. You know what I'm saying? E-commerce. I, I have goods. I have products that I sell, right? So... I own my customers because I've always had my own sites in which I can, you know what I'm saying? So I have friends, have you on Amazon, this, that, that third. But if them sites say that oh, fuck this guy, there is a rap. Yeah, I, I, I'm self-sufficient. So I don't worry about that shit. Right. But all I'm saying is this, it's like, listen, we like my brother, like I would love to get, to learn more about Nigeria mm-hmm. and Africa. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, because sometimes I feel like, well, I'm not sure. I'm not like, y'all, like we're, and I've been to like comedy shows with Nigerians and they only speak, is Nigerian, Nigerian, like we like, all right, should we leave? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's dope seeing that camaraderie. Yeah. It's fucking dope, bro. Yeah, But, but I guess kind of like I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. So if I'm in New York and it's Brooklyn, but it's like, yo, we out here, this is the di- diaspora. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's not treated like that, right? And I don't think it's some crazy egregious thing. It's just like you have your culture that was in your household that that reigns supreme on on how you move. Yeah, that's normal. But but like yo, we don't. We yeah. like your little cousins that don't know mm-hmm. don't know our parents. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like you could tap like, hey, bro, come over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we love that shit. Like yeah. I would. Like I I want to know more. You know yeah. what
0: I mean? And that makes sense. And I think to me the the part of the conversation. Really, what, like, there's a few things that stood out to me. The first thing was that I, I'm different when it comes to my leaders. Mm-hmm. Where first, I do one of two things. When I complimented you before, and I said, oh, I feel like Mike, we need more men like Mike to be leaders. Or, or sorry, to be kings. To, mm-hmm. if, an old world would be kings. Mike's not perfect.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mike has flaws. If you, if you see Mike's worst days, mm-hmm. they're pretty dang bad. Right. Like mine, like right. Chris, like everybody else watching it, but with great men, I understand. With great men, there's also at times great weaknesses. Mm-hmm. It's just how it's how Paul describes it in, in, in Corinthians as a thorn in your flesh. God gives it to humble you. You're not that. You are great, but this can I can pull this pin from you, and everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, with great men, I I respect them so much, and I elevate their greatness. People think I don't re- recognize their weaknesses, mm-hmm. but to me, I want to celebrate their greatness because I do understand that no one is perfect, and they're going to try to take you out with your weaknesses. That's how they take out great men. Mm-hmm. And so, with a person like you know, a Dr. Peterson or a person like Eric Dyson or anybody along those lines, to me, I will not judge them off of their worst days. I will judge them off of their character and their message that they're giving to society. And if I believe that message that's given to society will progress the society from, um, forward. And so to me, if there, if there were moments that you were like, man, I disagree with that, I can only imagine as any man, there's going to be flaws. And I just believe that there's some people that are Alexander, there's some people that are Aristotle, and there's some people who are King Zulu, you know? like you know a lot of the the Zulu warriors they were warriors but then you have leaders then you have the wise sages you know so mm-hmm. i don't i don't expect aristotle to be getting busy the way a leonidas would get busy but it doesn't mean that aristotle is less of a man because he doesn't have that 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 danger to him right. and so to me i think that the um the main thing that when it comes to leaders and men and me um, having reverence for them, unless you do things that I believe are fundamentally against what I stand for, Mm -hmm. I'm usually, as long as I want to celebrate what I love about you and not necessarily, you know, be as dismissive when there are things that are flawed. And so that's why even with perspective, that's why I try never to publicly talk negatively about anybody who I personally know. Mm -hmm. And, I do agree with you that when you do meet them in person, you do see things that are wrong. You got to, you got to call them out. Yeah. But, uh, but I think overall, my, my biggest thing is that if any man is striving to help other men. And I think one of the hardest parts for me is that, like you said, in a black community, we've lost so many people. If you ever seen a documentary I tell people to watch it all the time, it's called Many Rivers Across by Henry Louis Gates talking about the history of black Americans. You will see time and time again when there's a leader, there's gone. He's gone. So I think for me, when I see people like Dr. Peterson, I would love a black guy to be like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who who's able who's not who's able to have so much of an influence you know mm-hmm. and and a lot of times when he comes about he's shot down he's killed or he's you know character assassinations that's yeah. why character assassinations they the, it, they're is, worse it, they're the worst yeah. you know because you're you're a living corpse right. basically right, right. Um, and so that's why for me i I'm not as when I view a man as great I'm not as quick to throw him under mm-hmm. because I just know that's a technique that they use to silence men. From, from generations and right. stuff like that.
1: And and, and once again, I, I totally understand and I agree with you. And I, I have to say it again, like, I respect Mr. Peterson. Mm-hmm. I still consume his his content yeah. and buy his books. I spend money with the guy. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? So, um, it was just something that I recognized. Of course, yeah. Right? And, you know, and I heard him, he mentioned the last time he was on Rogan, they brought up Mr. Eric Dyson again. You know? But I'm like, what they're saying is not even bad. Like him saying I'm a white man Mm -hmm. because I am a white man. You know what I'm saying? So it's just interesting. But, you know, that's a brother too that have been putting in work publicly way longer than Mr. Peterson. You know what I mean? Um, Way longer, right? So he's older than him and we've all known about him for a lot longer than Jordan Peterson. Putting in work for whether you're Nigerian, Ghanaian, Senegalese, if you look like us and you're here, putting in work for you, you know what I'm saying for us, you know what I mean. And I I really respect people that that's their life, you know what I mean. Shit, no, because that ain't my life. And and what I what I
0: I realize about you is, and I realize about even myself, Mm -hmm. it always goes back to like, what are your primary values. Right. And usually your heroes are people who have whatever you value the most, mm-hmm. your heroes will embody those characteristics. You right. know what I mean? And so, no, I think I think that's really a noble thing and what I'm also interested mm-hmm. with you is recently I've seen you kind of got kind of dragged into Wonderland <laughs> in right. regards to this this the 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 men's
1: Manosphere. sphere side mm-hmm. of YouTube.
0: Yeah. And Whenever I meet people who are dragged into it, like, I, what the heck is this? And they're all of a sudden out here. You know? I'm always interested in what is their experience? What, what are your thoughts? What are, what are some of the things you realized? I'm, I'm very interested in how you understand what's going on with what's, with You me. are very talented at
1: segueing. Into, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I respect it. I love it. But it was just bizarre to me. You know, I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, when I first did the Fresh and Fit interview... Um, My YouTube guy was like, he knew I was in Miami. He's like, yo, why don't you do an interview with Fresh and Fit? I'm like, I don't know who they are. So he said, check them out. They're about fitness and finances. That's what he told me. I said, cool, yeah, for sure. (laughs) So I I seen a couple clips. I was like, oh, homie be going hard, like Myron. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't see nothing too crazy, you know what I'm saying? But um, you know, after going on there, they asked me like questions about women. Like, and I just speak about women with the utmost, I love women, like I really respect women. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying the, the sweetest things. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm just seeing the comments like, "Oh, he's a simp." I'm like, mm. "Like, first of all, say it to my face." Yeah. <laughs> like, not that. we all know that's gonna happen. That like, way. it's fascinating because this yeah. guy would never say that to me, right? Never. Yeah. no one's ever said that to my face. Like, <laughs> I don't know talk guy shit, but that's just a weird thing to do, right? Yeah, and yeah. why 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 y'all think I'm a simp? So I'm, I'm going down. Like, wow, these people are going hard. So. Um, And then there's other people making videos about Mike Rasheed, like in their space, like trying to be there's treading the line of not being super disrespectful but being super disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But, but well, I mean, he's an alpha. I mean, he'd kick my ass. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, you know, really, really, <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it's a, hiding an in, a, uh, a insult behind a compliment. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'd rather, not, I'd rather you just insult me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, because it's insulting to my intelligence, because all you're gonna do is say, but I said nice things about you, right? So, and this one particular guy did, and we were on a call, and I'm like, well, yeah, but you did say X, Y, Z enough about that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so, so, you know, like people really trying to like delegitimize me and my advice to young men. I'm like, yo, fuck it. I have a lot better advice. And uh, Myron and Fred, they're my homies. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot better advice for young men than them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because what I was telling people, we're telling them. And the last time they was here, I had to corner and I said, no, no, no. Listen. Because they're telling me, what well, well, women got to do this. And I'm like, Okay, you're teaching women all these things, but women don't listen to your show. It's all men. Yeah. So why are you putting so much emphasis on what women need to do and not what men need to do? You know what I'm saying? And I was just coming from a perspective of like, yo, fellas, quit bitching and complaining and level yourself up. You ain't going to have these issues. Yeah. And then people were like, well, it's easy for you to say. (laughs) Yeah, but I leveled myself up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You You put the work in. I put the work in all my life. So it's not like, because they were saying, oh, well, he's a natural. What's that? You always had money, all so the looks. What? Mm-hmm. First of all, looks is silly, like for, for men. Like it's why are you talking about men's looks, like yeah. mm-hmm. because women are not geared towards that. Like we are. That's us. I know I am. I'm mm-hmm. straight looks out the gate. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I hear you, brother. Women are not, bro. Yeah. It's not, it's different, right? I've seen it a million times. Mm-hmm. But men are building themselves up to be the guy, right? I just told you like earlier today, I've always tried to qualify myself to be the ultimate guy to my girlfriend Mm -hmm. or my children or my business partner. Not just my woman, but everybody in my life, right? So chances are I'm going to be the type of man that women really respect and want to be with and feel safe with. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm telling guys that. I'm saying, yo, quit. Leave girls alone, bro. First of all, you're too young. You have so much time ahead of you. Where you could be really qualifying yourself, getting education, building, developing skills, whatever, putting in work on yourself, training, all of this stuff. If you don't like how you look, change your diet and work out. That's a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Tr- figure out how to dress better, whatever. But ultimately, what do you have to offer a woman? Mm-hmm. I don't, because I feel like that space is like, what does a woman have to offer to a man? Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's whack. I'm sorry, but I'm not with that. I would never sit here and tell a woman, well, men built this world. I was like, this is this is a weird conversation <laughs> yeah. like. It's only men and women. Like what do you want? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is this adversarial energy for, right? Um I think I don't know what it is. I don't know why people feel the way that they feel. It seems like maybe rejection, you know what I'm saying? Listen, that's part of life, bro. It's part of fucking life. And if you can't handle rejection, you're fragile. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I rarely got rejected because I wasn't just gunning at everybody. Yeah. I knew my place. I knew that woman's out of my league. Yeah. I cannot afford to take her over She costs 500000 I'll stay five thousand dollars Her car here. is better than mine. Like, I'm not. going to go over is. here. And you level yourself up, bro. Yeah. And then you can deal with what's in your space. That's just life. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I see it. I don't think... See, this is a it's a space that is. It's people, is appealing to Mr. Peterson, um, Mr. Samuels. They, you appeal to, like, you know, vulnerabilities in, in people, which is, is legit. Like, I respect that. Like, I'm trying to help you. But sometimes the help, and I, I like Peterson's help. I don't really like Samuels' help mm. all the time because I think, I'm like, bro, why are you talking to this woman like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, who, who are you? Like, she got a brother or I, I'm her brother. Say say it again. You know what I'm saying? I grew up respecting women. You know what I'm saying? You don't talk to women a certain way. Bitch, hang up my phone. Like, you're, I was like, why did he say that? You're fifty something years old. He said, bitch, or making sound effects while they talking. It's like, bro, why don't you teach them like 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 baby girl? You keep talking over me. You're not gonna you're not gonna get a man like that. Fall back. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm watching this man do uh, eh, uh, like a ch- a child, and I'm like, how is y'all cool with this? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to smack him in his face. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't do that. I dare you do that to my sister. You know what I'm saying? So it's disrespectful and it's childish for such an older dude. So I seen too many of those things. I'm like, all right. And then I looked at the guy's channel, like past last year. I'm like, what? I don't think anybody looks past what they know.
2: Oh, no. You got to hit the, uh, the, the 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 sort button and you go to the, the yeah. oldest. Mm-hmm. Bro, you, you, it's, it's a whole new world.
1: It's bizarre. <laughs> I'm 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 not mad at he found the lane because YouTube you don't know what's gonna hit. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And the stuff that he was doing just wasn't working. But then one thing worked and just ran with it. So sometimes people have to become really become that person. Y'all yeah, had somebody else I'm not gonna talk about right now. But I seen something with this person as well. At one point it was completely different. Something hit on Twitter. They're like, hey, and they became a different person, bro. And it's mm. I don't really care, but I feel bad for them because mm. I know deep inside they're not happy. Mm. They're just making money. You riding that wave? I'm like, That's crazy. You mm. know what I'm saying? But fresh and fit, those are my guys. I like them guys, bro. Yeah. But um, uh and we have differences, and we talk about it openly on on here. And we 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 see things kind of similar, and like teaching progress and men bettering themselves and all of that, but. Mm. The methods are way different, but and I feel like a lot of stuff is for entertainment purposes, Yeah. and it is what it is. So you know, but I tell them that some shit that you say is dangerous because when you say, "Oh, you gotta, you should sleep with forty women before," I am like, they're not hearing nothing about love. They're just hearing, "I gotta sleep with forty women or eighty, whatever," yeah. and that's just not cool because one thing that's that's problematic in society is this: we're not having problems with marriage and things like that because. Women are just fucking crazy. We're having issues because no one's, people are not geared towards any kind of commitment nowadays because it's so easy to dispose of somebody and find somebody else. Swiping and social media collapses geography. It makes it easy for you to reach people. You know what I'm saying? So people are out here fucking around with no intent. Like, it's like, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. They don't know. They can't answer it. They're just having sex, having sex, having sex. And look, look, I like sex like the next person, but it's like, let me just find my person or my people because I'm a polygamist. I'm, I'm, I'm poly, but it's a, it's ethical. You know what I'm saying? It's no cheating, no lying, none of that, right? So I got my situations, and that's it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm good. You know what I mean? So, and I'm carving my world. Like a lot of dudes don't realize that when you're in a committed relationship, your focus is different and you respect and love your partner, you're trying to make them proud, so you are working harder, you know what I'm saying? So every one of my friends that are married, they're killing it, they're just excelling. It's a, it's a thing, you know, yeah. we need that, you know? But I don't think that that space, generally speaking, is healthy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, Cause I look at some of the people that are the top guys, I guess, and I'm like, they're all trying to tear women down by saying these statistics and saying, you know, all these same talking points. And none of these guys, you can tell, if they didn't have a podcast, would be successful with women. Mm. I'm just, it is what it is. And it ain't about looks. It's about vibes. It's about swag. It's about personality. Yeah. First of all, you have an adversarial type of energy towards women. Yeah. Out the gate, that's problematic in your dating life. Mm. So whoever you're dealing with is probably conditional, like super conditional and not really about love. Because I don't see anybody expressing their sentiments about women with love on these platforms. Mm. I I love women deeply. And I love I have a inclination to always try to protect people that's getting picked on. Mm. Man or woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna sit around and be cool with that shit like talk to me like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It ain't okay. Hmm. Y'all got sisters? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want my sister calling up to no podcast, mm-hmm, but no, be if the, yeah. she was, how would you feel if, let's say, like, it's not always bad, he's talking, but sometimes it is. Yeah. He's he's clowning, like, a lot of these women don't have guidance, you know, you know what I'm saying? So they don't know what's up, but how would you feel, and eh, 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 all the sound effects and all of that shit, and yeah. it's just unnecessary, you know? Yeah.
2: Man, Mike, you said a lot, brother. You yeah. you said a lot, but like, man, just sitting here and listening to you talk, you know, I can I can really, you know, see your heart. And I admire that. You know, because, you know, a lot of things that you say about the space, that space, I feel the exact same way. Mm. And it's is and I'm not saying it's surprising hearing that from you, mm. but how you put it, it's like, man, I you hitting the nail on the head every mm. single time to the point where it's like, man, even The space is like it's it's doing more harm than good. Yeah. And at the and you seeing that and realizing that it's like something has to change. Like those those voices have to be a little bit different. We have to like I could see the good and where their maybe their intentions are, but Mm. how it's being delivered,
1: how it's being manifested. Exactly.
2: It's not the most effective way to Mm. move everybody in the right direction. Right. to me it still seems like we're we're kind of separating and yeah. now we're even more divided.
1: And I look at like women like okay, who can I be with? Whatever. And I just got to be honest like the type of women that I'm attracted to in a real way, they wouldn't give any of these people the time of day. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They wouldn't, you know, just just and I'm going off a of pure conversation like the things that these people talking about, not just first I'm talking about like all it's a lot of I did say a lot. I don't know all of them, but I've seen a handful. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, this is interesting that you're the guy teaching guys how to get girls. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, but listen, people want to do what they got to do. Like at the end of the day, people got to make money, I guess. I I choose to make money how I want to make money and by doing things I feel like is of service to people. I live a life of service. So um, I'm not in a position, I've never been in a position where I fell into, oh, this is working. Because I got a, a decent-sized YouTube channel, but it's just it ain't no big money maker for me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not a slave to anything, any particular type of content on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, but I love YouTube as a place that I get to really communicate to a lot of people and, you know, help flush out ideas with, like, fellas like yourselves. Like, I have some great conversations with mm-hmm. these podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um even with Fresh and Fit, we have dope conversations if you really listen to them. But um, you know, that space I think is weird. Yeah. For it mm-hmm. to be a manosphere, it's like yeah, why? Like no, no, is no, it what? manosphere versus what? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. it, you know what I'm saying?
0: No, no what's interesting. The more, the more I'm talking to Mike, everything makes sense. Yeah. Because even the the Jordan Peterson comment, the Eric Dyson thing, everything makes sense. Because that's why one of our goals of the podcast, from the people, people may not or may not realize this, but one of our core value was called diversity of thought. So we were obsessed with having conversations and letting people express their ideas, whether or not we agree with the person, because you don't agree with anybody perfectly, <laughs> you know what I mean. But whether or not we agree with anyone perfectly. We wanted to talk to as many people on both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk to Kevin Samuels, and we want to talk to Derek Jackson. I would like to talk to um, an individual like Ben Shapiro, and I want to talk to Roland Martin. I wanted everybody. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, what would happen on our platform is I'm only limited to who will accept it. Mm-hmm. People would see, well, you only brought Ben and Candace. I was like, well, you don't realize the other guys. I've been emailing them for years. Mm-hmm. So we're limited to who we can bring right. on so i I love it because you're able to see you're able when it's done right you're able to one see that almost every most people are human most people have a worldview and a lot of creators are they understand their audience and they and they and they and they tap into that mm-hmm. so I say all those things because I see why a lot of guys. from, From what you're telling me about your feedback that you're getting, I can see why guys are mad at you because your worldview is extremely different from the worldview they start off with. Even your values and your sentiments are different than the values they started off with. You described your mother as a queen who treated you like a young prince who raised you to be a king. So your framework right now is very positive, very loving. You know what I mean? While other people and from my experience and, and people's stories, um, have you ever read a book called "A Child Called It? No, have you ever read that book before, Chris? Mm-hmm. One of the most remarkable books you've ever read in your life, national best-selling book is about a child who was who was his mom was demonically possessed. Oh wow. And when you when you have that as your your, your genesis point it shapes everything versus having a queen I talk about it all the time the reason why I'm so pro man is not because of any YouTuber or any book I read because of my dad my dad was and I consider him on my hall of fame of people number one he's a a different human people meet my dad Chris met my dad he's not a regular human he's an angel I'm serious my dad is the closest thing on this planet to an angel because of his spirit you know um, and so, to me, I was raised by an angel, so I have a different world view as people who didn't have a dad. I, can't, I And I have empathy for, especially, like, for a woman who's a little anti-man when her dad was abusive right. and my dad was an angel. Of course, right. she kind of has this bent. So, yeah. I think what happens in those space, a lot of those guys, they have a different experience and your experience being successful, your experience of having no victimhood mentality, your experience mm-hmm. of make no excuses, get better, your experience of the black woman is queen, uh, you know, and, and, and with all your experiences, now their worldview crashes with yours. And so I think it's so important in the space that you hear all the men. Let me interject. Go ahead. I, I'm
1: speaking in the macro. Of course. The micro is not for everybody. Of course. Right? So the nuance is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking in the macro. But there's a story that I can tell about my mother that's not the mm-hmm. queen, right? Of course. But this is what I choose to gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And my father is that guy too, mm-hmm. like like your father, you know. So I, 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 I respect that. I love that. Yeah. Like Sean, his father is the greatest person on, on earth too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I love I love that. And I love running into people who have good fathers as well. Um, but yeah. I choose to look at, like I said earlier, I made life my bitch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if y'all don't know what that means, mm-hmm. whatever is looked at as an impediment or a negative, I have to figure out a way to make this benefit me. Mm-hmm. Because if not, life will suck. If everything that sucks sucks, mm-hmm. so everything that y'all see that sucks don't suck to me. Mm-hmm. It's gonna make me better, make me stronger. That's why I say I like to suffer, like I really do. Like, and and I've been doing things to suffer for so long, suffering ain't, it's like pleasurable because yeah. like, how long can I take deal with this? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, um, it does a lot for the brain. It does a lot for like adaptation and us, our species, Homo sapiens sapiens, are, we rule this planet because of adaptation mm-hmm. and our abilities to adapt. If we can't adapt, we die. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to have a hard time, you know? Yeah. So, that's why I don't look at my 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 child was not perfect at all, right? So but there was so many good things there and those are the memories that I'm drawing that I, I draw from. Yeah, and and,
0: and to me that's a these are, what I've realized is there's things that are common sense to one man that's a superpower to another. Gotcha. And so it's like it's like in the like I could only imagine if you were from another planet. And you can just walk through walls. To you, that's Mm -hmm. just normal. Mm -hmm. But to the other people, like, oh, my gosh, that's a gift. So what you described right there, perspective in the chaos, to me, is a superpower. Mm -hmm. Because most people, they're a prisoner Mm -hmm. of the chaos. And when bad things happen, that becomes their identity. And so to me, I see, I'm excited. That's why I really wanted to talk to you because... That's one of the key components missing to a lot of men who are suffering. And that's why I always, always, I always, I gravitate even Dr. Peterson's message is very similar to yours where it's like the world is suffering. The world is difficulty. The world is tough. But tough times make tough people. And so I think what's, what's important is that, you know, men are able to see that, yes, you can go through hell. But doesn't mean that you have to become a demon, and you won't have to stay there. And you don't have to stay there. Um, and, and so, what, what my experience in the space is unique because people consider me of it. I don't consider myself of it. Mm-hmm. I do things of the space because I resonate with certain things. I I, I resonate with certain temperaments. Mm-hmm. My Chris. I'm not the kind of guy. Like there was times on my show when women would call, and I actually stopped taking calls because Chris knows how I am. I talked to everybody the same. Mm-hmm. That's how I was raised. That's that was my cultural background. I wasn't I wasn't raised opening doors for women and and it, and it wasn't my culture. I was raised Nigerian. Nigerians raised their daughters like they raised their son. That's why Nigerian women are on a different level. They're raised tough. So to me, I. I, I I understand tough love when it comes to women. I have to realize, oh, th- that might not be good for all women. And I may I don't need to be doing that online because if I do that online, therefore all these guys watching me, what you do in, moder- in moderation, they'll do in excess and they'll think it's okay. So there's a lot of things that I understand from, from their background and their experiences and where I've grown and improved. But I think I I, I see it a lot coming from a place of trying to help. Remember, I've always, I said with Doctor Peterson, if you're trying to help, I give you a lot of leeway and grace, because I believe we need more people trying in this world versus people just not doing anything and just complaining about the way the world is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I've, I see that with men like you, things you're so you're so gifted in life that things are so natural and it's like all these guys don't have these skills and that's why they're so hurt and they're so negative. You know what I mean? And so I'm always interested in when a guy like you encounters a guy like that, there's always this, this tension point where he's very resentful for you because in all honesty, you've, you're able to achieve everything he's never been able to achieve. Right. You know what I mean, and so yeah and, I, yeah, and I understand that, bro. And I and I know
1: how people look at it. Like, listen, when I see people doing great things, it inspires me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like I feel no jealousy. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, I feel no like man, fuck him. Mm-hmm. I I never get that. I'm like, Damn, I need to get I need to get to that level mm-hmm. if I if I if I You're, want to. You know what yeah. I'm saying. Or it's just, I think nothing of it. But I'm never like, man, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it is, it's interesting because I get that from the people that want what I have, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, yo, fellas, like, my I was probably in a worse situation than you. You can get more than me. If you go through my comments and people, when people are like, I wanna be like you, I'm like, nah, you could be better than me mm-hmm. every time. I said, nah, be better than me. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you better be better than me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because. You know we get to climb on our predecessors' backs where they left off. Mm. So whatever I, whatever uh, stones I uncover to show you these secrets, unlock these these little levels, you start there. You don't have to refigure out what I just did. You know what I'm saying? So be better than me. Grow, right? If they don't grow, then we're not doing a good job. Mm. The people after us. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. I'm all I'm all about it. But what I'm all about first and foremost, and I got to be honest, is about myself. Mm. I'm very selfish. And then my, children, my family, and it grows out from there. Yeah. but I think that the fact that I'm so that I love myself to this extent and love my people and it grows like that, that I, I tend to be uh, you know people look at me as a good person and they do admire certain things about me or whatever because I move a certain way. So you know, I'm never I'm no angel, no saint, don't know it all, not that smart. Mm-hmm. but I know a lot about life. I've lived a lot of life and and not the longest amount of time um and I'm still here and all of the things that was that I I was up against it just made me fucking powerful it made me strong yeah like I talk about like coming out of a deficit like how a lot of us start in a deficit like bro when I was able to realize my credit I had bad credit mm-hmm. from my parents mm. using my credit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So but that doesn't bother me. It's like they, they had it tough. They had to do what they had to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Little phone bills and all of that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I'm proud that now I have good credit. Excellent mm-hmm. credit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it, it, it gives me a certain sense of pride that my my situation wasn't good starting out, but it's good like because there's people who um they they start great mm-hmm. and don't ever go nowhere. And I think, I was like, really? You? Okay, that's weird, but whatever. Yeah. So, you know, um, there's no victim mentality ever on this side. And I just try to show people, like, look, bro, do what you want to do. Be a victim if you want. I don't care. Because people, some people are victims. Like, that's another thing that I just think about things critically. When we say victim mentality, it's like, there's people that are victims to really fucked up things. You know what I'm saying? People got to process it the way they process it. You know what I'm saying? So, but they getting shamed out the rip. You know what I'm saying? By the people who inflict whatever made us victims. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to hear about it. Like, I came in late. Son, you got to come. like Dad, I don't want to hear this shit. Like, you always telling me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not, not nah, Shut up and listen mm-hmm. so I could be better. You know what I mean? So, listen, I I was raised with like, with being able to take responsibility for my shit. You know what I'm saying? So I always take it on the chin if I fuck up. Even if I knowingly make a bad decision, and I know the consequences, I'm prepared for it if it if it comes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's just how I was raised. That's just how I condition myself. And I try to tell these, these young, young men and young women, listen, life is what you make it, literally. Mm-hmm. It can be easy. If you look at it like how I look at it, like, shit, not, only good things happen to me. And what people perceive as bad, like, nah, I figure out a way to make this a positive. Or it could suck. You can complain when you're on the elevator and it stops on every floor. Oh,
3: oh. <laughs>
1: it's going to suck for you and everybody in there. Yeah. It's, it's got to go up and it's got to stop. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, life is that simple to me. You know what I'm saying? Nuance, of course. But we deal with that when we get there. And those are the tests. You know, and I don't know about y'all, but I know whenever I have a test, and I make the wrong decision. I'm like, I know I felt that test. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But you learn. As long yeah. as you learn, that's all, that's all that matters because we always gonna get tested.
2: Yeah, you know no, I, mean? I agree with that 100. percent And I think even going like not really going back to the conversation, but the the guys that are, are watching, they watch a lot of stuff. They they don't experience life. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. they harp on the past mistakes or because the coach didn't let me play or because right. I didn't have this family member, and they just stay there and they just watch. And they don't even try anymore. And that's what, you know, my one of my biggest fears is for like the, the young or my generation at the young men, because I'm only 28, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want them to just stop and then just watch people live on like, just listen, 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 and then not go out and actually experience it. You know, people are literally just watching other people live their life and not going to get other experiences, mm-hmm. not trying to read the books, not trying right. to go out there and actually try to talk to women. They only yeah. listen to these people and saying like, okay, this is all women. I'm not even going. <laughs> let me know give, what I mean? let me
1: give a tip. Like, okay, it was a woman that I I, I was very fond of um, years ago, and she was in law school, right? And she lived in Texas. And when we would talk, like every day, I'm reading stuff about what she's studying, so I can have more stuff to talk to her about. Mm. That's why I, like. Like that's who we gotta become. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about this high value man. Like, I hate that term. It's a weird thing mm-hmm. to say. Like so many people saying like, whatever. I'm not gonna say I'm not. Whatever y'all say I am, that's what I am. Mm-hmm. Because whoever I like, I get. I just I got. I had to do a, a, a press run for my NFT drop last month. So they're always like, well, who is Mike Rashid? Like you tell me, <laughs> it doesn't matter what I say. What matters is what you think of me. Whatever impression I leave on you, that's what. That's who I am. Yeah. So it's in my best interest if I care about how people view me to be a, a kind and positive person, strong person, a real person to everybody I encounter, yeah. so that y'all have good things to say about me. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people, good good amount of people that don't like me, but that's fine. <laughs> you know what I'm I can say this though: there's nobody in my life that I've ever fucked over. Or that I can say like, "Fuck that guy." Even if we fall up for whatever reason, they always come back. Like, damn, my bad, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm on top of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's important to me. I don't know why, but I always think about yo. I'm gonna die. I've already thought this, and what people are gonna be saying at my funeral. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And my girl hate when I talk about this. So look, but I'm gonna die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's gonna, can't avoid that. But I just want to make sure that. Like, when they when he go, they're like, yo, that motherfucker was, that was a bad boy, that was a legend. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? Because I'm embracing reality, and reality is I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. So since I know I'm going to die, be a fucking boss while you're here. Yeah. So people have fine memories of you, because that's all that's going to be left. But it's cool, because we have this. We mm-hmm. have video now. Man, I wish I could see my grandfather rapping and talking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Love like my great-grandfather. My, my grandmother is was from Trinidad and Tobago, right? And I seen a picture of her parents, right? Her mother's a, a woman. She's from India, like a Punjabi Indian. And her father's a strong-looking black dude, black man. They had. They were dressed really nice with a suit. He was standing. She was sitting. He had no smile on his face. He looked so stoic and mm. dope. When I seen that, I so said, I'm never going to smile in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> but I really wish I could have a conversation with him or hear him in a conversation, hear his voice. Yeah. What was he on? You know what I'm saying? But now we have that. Mm. So this right here gives us even more incentive to be fucking gods, to be kings, to be good people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's so true. yeah. That's dope. Man,
0: nah. I love this, man. Sheesh. I learned a lot, brother. I <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you, man. I appreciate nah, you. Nah, man. What y'all me? Know, man. Y'all cool, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, man. I, I really I really enjoyed I really enjoyed this conversation, man. I think um I think to me this is where you, you need to have such a collection of extraordinary men and who you listen to. Because every man sees the world a bit differently. It's funny because my dad is the opposite temperament as I am. Mm-hmm. So things that offend me don't offend him. Mm-hmm. But things that offend him don't offend me. Mm-hmm. So I I value, I need that. I think mm-hmm. uh, I had a conversation with, uh, you know, uh, you know, Shan Booty? No. Nah. She's a, she's a, um like a dating sex coach, whatever. Oh, had a conversation with her one day and she said something to me that my brain, the way my brain is structured, could have never thought about that idea.
3: Mm.
0: And I was and at that moment, I was just like, that's why you need to meet people who are different than you. Mm-hmm. That's why you got experience worldview because your brain. If your brain is fire, you can't understand the way the world, the world that water does. You know what right, I mean? Right. And so to me, I'm very I'm very grateful Because I'm excited for all the men who are going to meet you and be like, oh, wow, now there's another example of life. Mm -hmm. Because as great as you are, you're only touched the tip of the iceberg of the greatness. And there's so many young men who are lost who need your message, who need your workouts, who need your motivation, who need your perspective. And, And to me, to be able to provide... New alternatives to a lot of the men who are just consuming negativity all the time mm-hmm. and consuming just bitterness and consuming nihilism. Mm-hmm. To be able to have that, man, I, I really appreciate you, uh, Mike, you, man. man. It was, it. It's been a blessing. Yeah, man. I
1: wanna say this too. Um, I've watched quite a few of your talks. I gotta be honest, I never seen y'all together. <laughs> I've only seen you yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Like when my when, when my bro Amir I was telling him, um I was doing roommates, he like, Oh, over the two brother, like I thought it was one. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I, just, I just see what I see, yeah. you know, what pops up. Yeah. But um. But I, I always say, this, I like this guy. He's a, a good representation of us. You know, I know you ain't Af- black American, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you us, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 <laughs> <bro, yeah. laughs> speak well, intelligent. I could tell you well read, you know what I'm saying? So I fucks with that. I love that. You Appreciate know what I mean? Bro. And that's a good look. And um, I'm going to tap in now, bro. I yeah. promise you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that? yeah. I
0: just... See what I, I see. I don't, y'all got different channels, or so? What was it? So with the roommate, so I have a personal cha- channel. Chris having a personal channel, All but right. sometimes with certain interviews, I would do them by myself, and in certain interviews okay. we do them together. So it was just,
1: I've like, only seen yeah. the solo interviews, I guess, yeah, 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 yeah. or you talking solo. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: the yeah. lives and stuff like yeah, that. So my bad, bro. No, it's
3: okay. listen,
1: I've spoken to bitty people that I'm super tight with now. That when we met, I didn't know who they were. You know what I'm saying? Like famous people. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and I'm nobody, Mm -hmm. I'm just busy. (laughs) Not for real, kids and work, and so it's just... But anyway, um, I really appreciate meeting young brothers, becoming more and more popular, getting their word out there, they need to hear these black voices, and it's good for everybody. Appreciate it. Everybody being, like, for blacks to be, keep elevating and elevating and elevating, is good for society. Mm -hmm. It's good for white people too. You get to hear our thoughts and perspectives because a lot of times there's, like, dissension between the races because we don't communicate with each other and they don't hear how we think. You know what I'm saying? They think we're all mad. You know how many people I had? Like, I I felt like 2020, I'm, like, constantly plugging my finger in the dam, the water, Mm -hmm. like, trying to stop the dam from breaking because I'm seeing, like, white people that I'm cool with getting hot.
3: Mm. You know
1: what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, we don't think like that, bro. Mm-hmm. You my bro. I love you. Black people don't think that white people now owe us money from. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. yeah, I have yeah. to, you know. They I can't even be a white man. <laughs> yeah. You ever see it? Like yeah. they're angry, and I'm like, nah, bro. They ain't like that. But they don't ever have conversations. Uh, you you know uh, Eric Weinstein? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So me and him are good friends now. And I'm you know one time I'm hearing him say something like, <laughs> that's not how we think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I shot him a DM like, look, sir, like I come to you humbly, with respect. Uh, uh, You're a mentor of mine from afar, but you said X, Y, Z, and that's just not accurate. It's not how we think. This is how we think, blah, 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 blah. He was like, can we talk? I said, yeah, we changed numbers. We talked for three hours that day. He did my podcast, we're buddies now, right? But it's because there's no dialect. He may speak to other blacks in academia, but they don't have the same experience that I have, that the blacks that he's talking about, you know what I'm saying? The why that we're mad about George Floyd's, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he needed to hear that perspective, and he conceded to that that notion. He's like, "Damn, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand that, and now I do. Thank yeah. you." So we need these dialogues, man. Like this country would be so much better if we was fucking with each other. 100. percent You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, people fear what they don't understand, mm-hmm. and they just stay away from it. And that is a form of intellect, like hundreds of years ago, but. We 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 got to be better now. I love it. And really fuck with each other. And we should be able
0: to be critical. if we all equal. We got to be critical of each other. 100. percent. You know what I'm I love it. I love it. I Shut love up. it. Where can they find you at, Mike? For people who want to re- connect with you,
1: right here in the mothership. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but uh, Mike Rashid on all social media platforms:
3: awesome.
1: um, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, but I'm I'm getting heavier and heavier in the NFT space, so you know i'm loving that world so you okay. know that's big guys yeah, follow me there
0: so guys please i don't know which camera i need to look at but yeah. please reach out to mike let him know what about the podcast. it was a long podcast but i thoroughly enjoyed the discussion reach out to him send him a dm let him know what about that podcast it out to you my name is Hafiz. for the star the show pepe and we're joined by michael she we're the roommates and <laughs> have a great day